from Shea Stadium in New York City. This is Jim Simpson with Bill O'Donnell. And in a few moments, the fifth and what might be the final game of the 1969 World Series. For those amazing New York Mets, gaining more and more supporters every day as truly a team of destiny, lead the powerful but dismayed Baltimore Orioles three games to one in this best-of-seven game series. Today's game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation, engineering with care. Your host for today, your local Chrysler Plymouth dealer. The Hartford Insurance Group and Hartford agents and brokers everywhere. Gillette, right guard, America's number one deodorant. And right guard, Andy Persperant in the silver can. The makers of Winston, Salem, and Camel cigarettes. And by STP Corporation, makers of STP oil and gas treatment. Partly cloudy skies in New York today, temperature in the low 60s. For this fifth, and as we said, what might be the final game of the 1969 World Series. But before looking ahead, let us look back to the 10th inning of yesterday's 2-1 to thriller won by the Mets that gave them that three-game-to-one lead. In that, you'll recall, Buford lost the ball off the bat of Brody in the sun. It fell in between Buford and Belanger. It was a double. Gas- Gasper went in to run for Grody. Al Weiss was walked deliberately. There was nobody out and two men on, and J.C. Martin was sent up to bunt. The bunt went down the right side of the foul line. Record came off from the pitcher's mound. Ellie Hendricks came out. Hendricks, the catcher, had to play in front of him, but the left-hander, Rickard, picked up the ball, fired, and hit J.C. Martin in the back of the wrist. And Gasper scored all the way from second base. But this morning, after pictures were in the newspapers showing that J.C. Martin was in fair territory instead of running the foul lines properly, Someone asked, and then it became a monumental topic of discussion in New York, how come he should have been out for not running the baselines? Well, the commissioner of baseball went into the NBC remote unit and looked in slow motion at that play time and again, and then listened to what the plate umpire Shag Crawford said. And umpire Crawford said, in his judgment, when hit by the throw of Rickard, Martin's right foot was on the line. It is a judgment play. Well, we were the Baltimore Orioles had been ejected earlier. Nobody protested. As a matter of fact, Earl Weaver said, gee, I wish I had not seen the picture at all. It is a judgment play. It would have done me no good to know that we might have had a protest, but we have none. And so the Mets lead three games to one, and we come now to a rematch of game number two, left-hander Jerry Kuzman and left-hander Dave McNally of Baltimore. In game number two, it was two to one, New York with Al Weiss, the 215 hitting second baseman, driving in the winning run. The New York Mets, who lead three games to one, the pitching staff, a fine one, has a 1.50 earned run average. But Bill O'Donnell of the Baltimore Oil announcing staff is with us once again. And Bill, the big story, not only their earned run average, but what happened to the big bats of Baltimore. The big bats, uh, Jim, have been just uh, choked off by the fine New York uh, pitching. And uh, the likes of Blair, Frank Robinson, Powell, and Brooks Robinson have only picked up uh, nine base hits off Met pitching in 59 official plate appearances. So uh, this Baltimore ball club representing uh, the American League in the 1969 series, as Detroit did a year ago, uh, is faced with a similar situation going into Game 5. A year ago at this time, the Tigers were down to the St. Louis Cardinals three games to one. And then Lolich, McLean, and Lolich again came back to win uh, that seven-game series, four victories to three, over the National League Cardinals. Uh, But the Cardinals, like the Mets, the Cardinals a year ago had hot pitching through the first four ballgames. 
uh, hot pitching by Gibson, by Washburn, and by Horner. And in those first four games of the year ago, uh, the Tiger bats uh, were choked off. The bats and the power of the likes of Horton, Northrop, and Freehand, they were cooled off uh, very effectively by the St. Louis pitching. And that's exactly what the Met staff has accomplished in the first four games. Now, there's an old uh, baseball feeling. Experts have said it for years that pitching beats good hitting. The Mets have proved that feeling uh, in the first four games of the series, just as they did during uh, the National League pennant race uh, when they beat uh, hot bats and beat ball clubs with good hitters like Cincinnati and also Pittsburgh. And they proved that also during the National League playoff series against the uh, Atlanta Braves, uh, sweeping the Braves in three straight ball games. Right now, uh, some 57,000 fans are pouring into Shea Stadium. Most of them, naturally, are Met fans. They are expecting a New York win, and uh, if the Mets win, that would give them the World Series, four victories to one. They are also expecting a post-game party. The amazing Mets have been the team of destiny for the first four games. Now it's the Orioles who must come off the floor. It's the Orioles who must uh, have the miracle ball club beginning this afternoon. They must become the amazing Orioles. Meanwhile, the Oriole fans uh, do have consolation in the fact uh, that pitching by Cuellar and McNally has been good, despite the fact that Cuellar has suffered one defeat and McNally has suffered also a defeat in the second game. Cuellar, who was the first game winner, uh, has given up just two earned runs in two starts. McNally, who lost game two to Kuzman two to one, did scatter six base hits. The relief pitching by the Orioles, especially by Eddie Watt, has been good. So from a pitching standpoint, uh, Oriole baseball fans who are here at Shea Stadium uh, are not discontent. They are discontent with the lack of power and base hits that as yet has not been supplied by Blair, Frank Robinson, Powell, and Brooks Robinson, Jim. Now, Mickey Mantle, who has played in 13 World Series and has seen a number of fine catches, and may I add, has made a number of fine catches himself, said this morning that Svoboda's catch off the line drive of Brooks Robinson in the ninth inning of the fourth game of this 1969 World Series is the best catch, the best defensive play he has seen in a World Series in his lifetime. So Ron Svoboda gets credit yesterday for saving the game for... Tom Seaver. Now today for the Baltimore Orioles, Don Buford will lead it off and play left field. Paul Blair is in center field. Frank Robinson bats third in right. Boog Powell bats cleanup at first base. Brooks Robinson at third base. Davy Johnson at second base. Andy Echeverin, the catcher. Mark Belanger at shortstop and Dave McNally, primary a slider and curveball pitcher and a 20-game winner is the pitcher. For the New York Mets, leading off and playing center field, Tommy Agee. And now the Mets are hitting their introductions here at uh, Bias Shea Stadium, and understandably so. Bud Harrelson, that second at shortstop. Cleon Jones is in left. Don Clendenin, who has hit two home runs in this series, bats fourth and plays first base. Ron Svoboda, yesterday's fielding hero, tied with Clendenin and several others for the most hits in the World Series, four, bats fifth. Now, when Gil Hodges was forced to go with this right-handed lineup, not considered the power lineup that the Mets have because the Orioles are pitching left-handers, it meant that Art Shansky, a 300 hitter, and Ken Boswell, the hottest hitting Met over the period of September, had to be benched, and Clendenin and Svoboda were two of those added. And the statement was made last Saturday when the series opened 
They have to hit. Both are hitting at 364. Both have made excellent defensive plays. Ed Charles bats sixth and is at third base. Jerry Grody with a hit in every game of the World Series. Bats seventh and catches. Al Weiss, who also has four hits and driven in a couple of runs, including the run that won the ball game for Kuzman over McNally on Sunday, is at second base. And Jerry Kuzman, 17-9 on the season, and has won a World Series game this year, is the pitcher. In this replay of the second game of the World Series, 1-2-1. to one. For those of you who may not be keeping track, and by the way, we want to say hello to all of our armed forces overseas. Baltimore won the opener behind Mike Cuellar, 4-1. Second game, Kuzman won it, 2-1. to one. Third game, a breeze for Gary Gentry, 5 to nothing. Yesterday, in the first extra inning game since the year 1964, 2-1, to one, the Mets with Subota's heroics. And now we come to that moment, whether we go on to Baltimore or not, where every game of the World Series could be, might be, the final game of the 1969 World Series. The Mets are down the first baseline, the Orioles down the third baseline. The color guard is in the infield on the third base side. And the First Army Band of New York is ready. As Miss Pearl Bailey has been introduced and will lead the crowd in singing our national anthem. Shea Stadium, and we'll be back with more pregame color right after this message. If you want a car that makes it, that makes it, it's the price of lights, the photograph, when you take it. It's the new affair that's starting now. Look out, small economy cars. 
Here comes Duster. It's the greatest new adventure you can find. It's a state of mind. Big enough for even big people. Small enough to fit into about three quarters of a parking space. Valiant Duster. With an engine big enough for good pickup and safe passing, but small enough to save on gas. Valiant Duster. Plymouth makes it. We pause ten seconds for station identification. This 1969 World Series game is brought to you in part by Saratoga Vichy and Saratoga Ginger Ale. Sit back and relax with the Fizz Kids from Saratoga. WGY Schenectady. Bill O'Donnell back with Jim Simpson at New York Shea Stadium awaiting the beginning of Game 5 of the 1969 World Series. And the umpiring assignments uh, will be as follows today. Lou Demure of the American League will uh, work home plate. Lee Wire of the National League will be at third base. The second base umpire, Hank Soar, and let us interrupt the umpiring assignments to tell you that the former Yankee Clipper and New York great, Joe DiMaggio, with the commissioner of baseball, Bowie Kuhn, standing right beside him, the right arm of Joe DiMaggio has just officially tossed out the first ball of this uh, fifth game to the Mets catcher, Jerry Grody. Now, continuing with the umpires, we gave you Hank Soar of the American League at second base. Frank Sicori of the National League will be the third base umpire. Working the left field foul line from the American League will be Larry Knapp. And the right field foul line umpire will be Shag Crawford of the National League. Today will be a battle of left-handers, and here are the Mets now, moving out of their first base dugout to take the field. When Jerry Kuzman wakes, uh, makes his way to the mound, defensively, he'll be set up behind him with Charles as his third baseman with Harrelson at shortstop, with Weiss at second base, and the first baseman will be Clem Denon. The Mets left fielder will be Cleon Jones, Tommy Agee will be in center field, and the right fielder will be Ron Svoboda. Jerry Grody will do the catching. Kuzman on the season, and he's a 25-year-old left-hander, made 32 starts. He had 16 complete ball games, including six shutouts. Kuzman overall won 17, and he lost nine. And he was the second game winner of the World Series, played in Baltimore, beating his mound opponent today, Dave McNally, and the Orioles by a score of 2-1. to one. Kuzman throws the good fastball and also the breaking ball. Kuzman's best pitch, his fastball. McNally, on the other hand, throws curveball, slider, and fastball, and uh, McNally's best pitch is the curveball. Kuzma now is running from the Mets' dugout to the mound. A little bit more about uh, Jerry Kuzman. Despite the fact that he was sidelined in late April and then through uh, most of the month of May, Kuzman, however, still made 32 starts on the season and gained those 17 wins. And uh, there were many who figured that had Kuzman not been sidelined for close to a month, that he could very well have been a 20-game winner, just like Tom Seaver, who picked up 25. This is only Kuzman's second Major League campaign. A year ago, for the ninth-place Mets, Kuzman won 19 and lost only 12, as opposed to 17 and 9 this year. Like Tom Seaver, the other ace of the Mets staff, 
uh, Kuzman will throw from three-quarter style against right-handers. He'll come on top with his fastballs against right-handers. Against left-handers like Powell, he will throw sidearm a lot and go with breaking stuff from the first base side. Kuzman is continuing his warm-up pitches. As far as his mound opponent is concerned, Dave McNally. McNally is shorter. He goes only 5'11 and 190 pounds. He is out of Billings, Montana. He has been a World Series pitcher in three previous ball games. In games one and four of the 1966 World Series against the Dodgers and in game two of this World Series. McNally's World Series record, a win and a defeat. Kuzman's World Series record, a win without a defeat. Kuzman now is getting ready to take on Don Buford to be followed by Blair and Frank Robinson. To tell you all about it, let's introduce again, with pleasure, Jim Simpson. Thank you, Bill O'Donnell. Kuzman, in winning the second game, pitched eight and two-thirds innings, gave up only two hits, both of those in the seventh inning, had one run and won the ball game by the score of two to one with relief help from Ron Taylor. Buford batting right-hander. He's a switch hitter. Two for 16 on the series. Kuzman ready first pitch. Fouled off to the right. Buford in the first game, the first Oriole up, hit a home run. Later in that second game, or rather the first game, he hit a double and drove in a total of two runs on the day. That home run and that double, the only extra base hits the powerful Baltimore Orioles have had in this series, which now begins its fifth game. Who's won the left-hander ready again? Primarily a fastball pitcher, but changes here. Grounds it toward shortstop. Harrelson's up with it. Sidearm throw, one down. Buford goes down, and that brings up Claude Blair. Blair, two for 16. Number six. Against Paul in the seventh Blair. inning of Sunday's game in Baltimore, it was Blair who lined a single to left field to break up the no-hitter of Kuzman and later scored the only run of the ball game on Brooks Robinson's single. Also stole a base to set up the score. 285 on the year. Kuzman ready, throws a breaking pitch, center field straight away. AG goes back a few steps, taps his glove and has it for the second out. Thus far, Jerry Kuzman has thrown three pitches and has two men out, and here is Frank Robinson. Robinson, two for 13 on the series. Singled and scored the only run yesterday. Three walks and two strikeouts. And against Kuzman, down in Baltimore Sunday, Robinson was over three, but hit two long shots to the outfield. No score, two down, top of the first, the fifth, and possibly... The final game of the 1969 World Series. Guzman throws a fastball inside, and it's ball one to Robinson. Billy Hunter, who was a manager for a while yesterday after manager Earl Weaver was thrown out of the game, is coaching at third. George Staller at first. Guzman back low with the slider, and it's 2-0. Blair, Frank, and Brooks Robinson, and Boog Powell, as Bill said, 9 for 59. That's a batting average. But these four powerful batters have 153, and all of their nine hits have been singles. Back again, line drive right field, in comes the boat on the dead run. Hasn't high. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. The Orioles go down in order with the Mets coming to bat. There's no score. Some men have average size hands. Some men have big hands. For men with average hands, Gillette introduces our new adjustable razor with an average size handle. For men with big hands, Gillette introduces our new adjustable razor with a long handle. Both new razors have nine precision settings. Gillette figures a more comfortable razor in your hand means a more comfortable shave. 
clean, crisp aroma of ocean surf. Get it in new Gillette Foamy Surf Spray Shaving Cream. A new fragrance, like the refreshing spray of a breaker. The foamy crispness of ocean whitecaps. If you've ever enjoyed the refreshing scent of ocean spray on your skin, you know what to expect in new Foamy Surf Spray by Gillette. Take the plunge today. Together with Jim Simpson, Bill O'Donnell back with you again here at New York Shea Stadium. And uh, the Met crowd has already begun to chant, Let's Go Mets, to start off their favorite ball club in the bottom of the first inning. And it'll be led off by Tommy Agee to be followed by Harrelson and Jones. Defensively with McNally. Baltimore has Robinson at third, Belanger at short, Johnson at second, Powell at first. An outfield of Buford in left, Blair in center, Frank Robinson in right, and Echebarron behind the plate. Dave McNally making his second World Series start. He goes against A.G. Here's Jim. Left-hander McNally, ready, primarily curveball slider, remember. Throws a breaking pitch on the outside. It's ball one to A.G. A.G. two for 15 on the series, including a home run to lead off against Jim Palmer in the opener here in New York. A fastball hit over the center field wall. Against McNally, 0 for 4 down in Baltimore and struck out twice. McNally ready again, hits it high in the air. Off to the right side and fouled and out of play. McNally worked nine innings down in Baltimore when he lost, gave up six hits in those two runs, struck out seven, and walked three. The amazing Mets, since August the 16th, in the regular season, 38 and 11. They swept the Atlanta Braves, three to nothing. They lead the Baltimore Orioles, three to one. Since August 16th, they've won 44 ball games and lost only 12. No score, last of the first. A.G. with a one-ball, one-strike count, hits this one out of play again to the right and foul. A 271 hitter during the regular season has power, 26 home runs, 76 RBIs. Tommy, the man that makes the Mets go, he proved it with two great catches here on Tuesday, plus the home run. Yesterday's hero, Ron Svoboda and Tom Seaver. McNally out in front of A.G., one and two. The lights are on around the stadium, although the sun peeks in and out. Ball high. McNally didn't think so. Aging, it's 2-2. Kneeling on deck is Bud Harrelson having a great series as the shortstop. A switch hitter, and he has been a pesky one for the Oriole pitching staff. McNally ready again. Throws an off-speed pitch outside, and now A.G. has worked it all the way to 3-2. and two. McNally had had a week's rest before pitching last Sunday and did not have his good control. The Baltimore staff figures that after having worked last Sunday, now here it is Thursday, he should have control, but he walks the man with an inside fastball. Agee takes first base, and here comes Bud Harrelson. And now, with it early in the game, and the leadoff batter on first, let's see how Gil Hodges plans to play this. Harrelson stares down to Eddie Yost, the coach at third. Yogi Bear is coaching at first. Are they going to play for the one run already by bunting him over, or will they go for the beginning against the left-hander McNally? Nine right-handers in the Mets lineup again for the fourth time in five games. High pitch. And that was not a pitch out. And Echeverin races out to talk to McNally. There's always pressure in a World Series game, but when you are pitching, knowing that if you should lose, the series is over, and the other team has won, that's extra pressure. 
And remember, the Baltimore Bullets of the National Basketball Association won the Eastern title. The New York Knickerbockers knocked them off before they got to the finals. The Baltimore Colts of the National Football League won the National Football League title. The New York Jets knocked them off in the Super Bowl. And what's going to happen in the World Series? Strike is called a Haraldson. It would be something, say the New Yorkers, and we won't talk to those from Baltimore, if the Mets should upset the team called the best American League team of the last decade. Right now, they're in a commanding position. Three games they've won, one for Baltimore. 1-1 one, one to count to Haraldson. Strike. Haraldson was leading in and then away from the pitch, fooled on the pitch, and it's strike two. One and two for McNally with A.G. at first. The Orioles went down one, two, three in their half of the first. Leon Jones standing on deck, swinging the bat. Blair continues to play a very shallow center field. There's an outside pitch, and it's 2-2. Harrelson, admittedly, not a long ball hitter, but Paul Blair plays the Met batters more shallow in center than what the Mets are accustomed to in the National League. Blair, of course, can go get them pretty good. McNally ready again. Staring over now at the runner, Agee, who is a stolen base threat. Back, low and away, and it's 3-2. This is the second batter, and McNally has gone to 3-2 and two on both of them. There is no tomorrow. Let's strike out that cliche. But at the moment, there's nobody working in the Baltimore bullpen. It is early in the game, and McNally trying to get untracked. Back with a pitch strike, throw down the second base, right there waiting, but he drops the ball as Belanger, low throw, came out of his glove. Harrelson strikes out, but Agee steals second. Back in the third position. Left fielder. A made charge and error on Belanger. The throw was on the home plate side of second base, but there in time. It popped in and out of the glove of Mark Belanger, and Agee is in. As yet, no word about an error. So let's label those stolen bases until we hear something different. Cleon Jones, 340 on the year, but two for 16 in the series. No RBIs, no runs, and was 0 for 4 against McNally in the second game of the series. Buford did make a fine running catch on him to stop a rally in the third inning. Mets have a run in scoring position. Ball bounces away from Etchebarren. A.G. started toward third, but then thinks better of it. As Etch came off the first base side, found the ball in the dirt, and held A.G. on at second base. One out with no score in the last of the first. And again, we welcome those of you in the armed forces wherever you are listening. And of course, to our many listeners in Central and South America. As well as here in the United States. The wind is blowing, and it's blowing toward left. Jones likes to go with the pitch, but Ken pulled the ball. Now ready and knocks him down. Jones diving out of the way of an inside fastball, and it's 2-0. Jones finished third in the National League batting race. Behind Pete Rose and Roberto Clemente at 75 RBIs. Twelve home runs. Dealing on deck is Don Clendenin, who has two home runs in the World Series. The 
McNally throws, drive, right field, not too deep. Robinson back near the warning track and has it. Ag tagging and going toward third. Ball is cut off by Belanger. And the first run of the ball game potentially is at third base, but two are out. And here comes Don Clendenin. Clendenin likes Svoboda, like Brody, like Weiss, and only like Boob Town of Baltimore has four hits in the game. Two of them have been home runs. He's hitting 364, and one of his home runs was against Dave McNally. The National League book on Don Clendenin was. A left-hander should keep the ball in on him. McNally worked him outside all day, and Clendenin down in Baltimore hit an outside pitch to right field and a home run. That was one of the runs that Jerry Kuzman got in beating Baltimore. McNally ready, throws, and this time he's inside but low, ball one. He did not move the ball away from Clendenin. A.G. at third base. Two out. Outfield straight away for the dangerous Clendenin. A 248 hitter on the season, but 364. High. Ag had come way down the line, and you probably heard the gasp from the Met fans. Raising the possibility in their minds, of course, would Ag in the first inning, and the Mets have done everything right in this series, with the exception of the first game, actually try to steal home. Listen to him yell, go. 2-0, catches the outside corner. 2-1 to Don Clendenin. Ron Swoboda is on deck. Robinson playing off the back at third against the right-handed Clendenin. So A.G. has time to come down the line a little bit. Brooks tries to bluff him back. McNally throws, swing and a miss. Robinson dashes to the back, and A.G. has to slide back in. But they drew no throw from Ed Chabert. It's 2-2 to Clendenin. Clendenin does strike out a lot. Last year, he struck out 163 times to set a National League record. Bobby Bonds of San Francisco eclipsed that record this year. Clendenin on the right-hander. McNally the left-hander throwing on 2-2 inside, and it's 3-2. And And for the third time in this inning, McNally has worked the count to 3-2. 3-2 out, and A.G. will really be coming down the line now. McNally trying to steer him back. And, of course, he draws the walk, so A.G. doesn't... Take the break. He'll hang right there. Runners at the corners and Spoboda the batter. Right fielder. Number four. Second walk. And it's the walks that has McNally in trouble and has the Baltimore bullpen with the right-hander up throwing. Dave Leonard, who worked a couple of days ago and gave up a home run to Ed Cranepool, is throwing and Etchebaron is talking to McNally. Already McNally, a strong pitcher, he went 11 innings to beat Minnesota in the second game of the league championships, has gone to 3-2 on three of the four batters he's faced. Swoboda, a 235 hitter, right-hander, is hitting 364 in the series. With a series high of four hits inside for McNally, ball one. McNally trying to work his way out of obvious control problems. No score, we are just in the last of the first. But the Mets are the first to make a run at it. 
McNally set again. Clendenin at first. A.G. at third. Sabota waits. Takes high. And a bit inside. It's 2-0. and Amazing Mets gaining more and more supporters. Baltimore trying to prove that the amazing team of destiny is a myth. But what a tough row. Swing and a miss at a pitch off the outside corner. And it's two and one to Svoboda. Funny thing about Svoboda, and I'm sure you know by now if you've been listening or watching the World Series, born and raised in Baltimore, went to the University of Maryland, and yesterday against his hometown team, Baltimore, he saved the game for New York. Two and one. Back again. Catches the outside corner. Evens the count at 2-2. Temperature in the low 60s for this fifth game of the 1969 World Series. The weatherman says there's no threat at all of rain. And now McNally kneels to bend and tie shoelaces. Jim, even during the uh, first part of the season when McNally had great success when he strung up those 15 consecutive wins... Uh, Many times during the early innings of the ball game, he had control difficulties and had trouble getting into an early inning groove. He has been very wild with his breaking stuff, better with his fastball here in the first inning. 2-2, and let's see what he throws, and strikes out Svoboda with a good fastball. No runs, no hits, no errors, but two men left. At the end of one, Baltimore nothing and New York nothing. It's two Yankee doo-doo. Yankee doo-doo. One, two... Riding on a pony Stuck a feather in his hat And called it Macaroni What did he call it? Macaroni! (laughs) After a child has been in a bad accident How can an insurance company help him to laugh again? The Hartford knows that money alone can't do it But people can. Doctors, specialists, therapists when they're needed to treat the injuries, to soothe the shock. And getting them there fast can also help. At the Hartford, we know it's often the kind of help you bring in at the start that determines whether or not there'll be a happy ending. Insurance by the Hartford. We try to keep things simple. O'Donnell and Jim Simpson here in Game 5 of the World Series going to the top of the second inning. Whereas Kuzman had a relative breeze in the top of the first inning, getting Buford Blair and Frank Robinson in order, McNally had a struggle. As a matter of fact, uh, McNally had to use 27 pitches before retiring the side, and included among those 27 uh, were strikeouts against Harrelson and Svoboda, and he also passed Clendenin and Agee on three two pitches. It's the top of the second inning now. No score in game five. And Powell will lead it off. And here is Jim. Boog Powell has the team high for Baltimore with four hits, tying four on the Mets staff. Left-handed batter against the left-hander and swings at a breaking pitch, strike one. Powell, down in Baltimore, was 0 for 3 against Kuzman. And he waved at a third strike on a curve on the outside corner. Just noticing in the stands that owner Bob Short of the Washington Senators... Conferring with his sports shirt pal. There's a pitch outside to Boog Powell. 
Ted Williams, the manager of the Senators, who's doing such a tremendous job this year with Washington finishing 10 games above the 500 mark and reaching the 500 mark only for the first time since 1953. One and one to count to Boog in the scoreless game. He leads off the second for Baltimore and takes the pitch low and away, and it's two and one. Powell, despite the fact that he leads Baltimore with four singles, has been furious with himself, or noticeably so, than any other Baltimore batter. Just furious when he hasn't been able to deliver. Half swings at a good fastball. It's over the plate. And it's 2-2. Powell stares back and says something to the plate umpire Lou DeMuro of the American League. Guzman ready again. Like Seaver, a relatively fast worker. The 2-2 pitch. Low. With the slider. And it's 3-2. Kneeling on deck is Brooks Robinson. Robinson drove in a run yesterday. Baltimore is coming into this game with only two runs in the last 31 innings. You can now make it two in the last 32 as Boog Powell fouls one off. And the two runs they have, both were knocked in by the gentleman kneeling on deck. And that's Brooks Robinson. Three and two. This is the first time that Kuzman has thrown this many pitches to one batter. Back with the three and two pitch. Drive out to center field. Over comes A.G. Over comes Jones. Jones says he has it. It left center right at the warning track as Powell didn't get around on the ball and flies to the opposite field. One down in the second. Third baseman, number five. Brooks Robinson hitting 067. One for 15 on the series, but two RBIs. He drove in Paul Blair in the first game against Kuzman, and Swoboda made the great catch catch on him yesterday in the ninth. Robinson scoring from third, but Brooks robbed of a hit. Kuzman throws, strike, right down the middle. Brooks one for four against Kuzman, and Jerry's two-hitter in Baltimore, the seventh-inning run-scoring single. Kuzman changes on a breaking pitch is low and it's one and one. One ball, one strike, one out. The line scores the same for both teams. No runs, hits, or errors. Another breaking pitch. This curve drops over and it's strike two. One and two to Brooks Robinson. Best of seven series. New York has three chances to win one more and win the series. Robinson fouls the ball to the screen and now it is still one and two. That's why the Mets now are such overwhelming favorites to win this World Series, because only three times previously have a team that has been behind three games to one come back to win, but including last year when Detroit did it. Breaking pitch, ground ball on three hops to Harrelson at short, the overhand throw, and there's the second out. 1925, the Senators led the Pittsburgh Pirates three games to one, but Pittsburgh won it. 1958, the Milwaukee Braves led the Yankees three games to one, but the Yanks won it. And last year, the Cards were breezing three to one, but lost to the Tigers. The Orioles are trying to become the fourth team in World Series history, and this is the 66 World Series to be able to do it. Davey Johnson, 0 for 12 on the series, 0 for 2 against Kuzman. In the second game of the series. Takes a breaking pitch and lines it off the glove of Charles. One hop came up to Charles, went past his glove, and Cleon Jones has it. And Johnson is out on first base. Took a little bad hop, 
I would imagine that it'll be labeled a hit. But will it wait? It is a hit. That's the first base runner for the Baltimore Orioles. And here's Andy Etcheberron, the catcher. Etcheberron has only played in one other game, and that was in the game that Kuzman pitched. That day, he was 0 for 3. But he had a line drive to center field at age. He had to go way back on the catch, and then Svoboda made a fine catch on him down in the right field corner. So he swung the bat pretty good. Takes a fastball at the knees, strike one. Two out in the second. Kuzman, who worked the first six innings of that second game without giving up a hit, has given up a hit now here in the second game. And Blair and Robinson hit the ball well in the top of the first. Back again, ground ball. One big hop to Ed Charles at third. He throws on the second for the fourth. And the Orioles go down. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. In the middle of the second, New York nothing and Baltimore nothing. Waxing your car? Oh, yes. You keep it nice and clean outside. How about inside? Do you keep your engine that clean, too? Oh, should I? Well, engines do get dirty. I guess so. Uh-huh. The more you drive, the harder your engine works. And the harder your engine works, the dirtier it can get and the worse it runs. Oh, sounds reasonable. Uh, what's the solution? The anti-pollution team. Phillips 66 gasolines and Trop Arctic motor oils. Oh, real nice names. By fighting pollution in your engine, they help keep pollution out of the air. So you get a better running engine, and we all get cleaner air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think you'll get the anti-pollution team next time you drive? Oh, I don't drive. Wife does. The anti-pollution team. Only from Phillips 66. Back in New York, Ed Charles swings and misses at the first pitch from Dave McNally to lead off the second inning of this scoreless ball game to be followed by Grody and Weiss. McNally, the left-hander, trying to keep Baltimore alive. Throws again. Brooks Robinson has the short hop. Another fine play and fires on to first for the out. That second hop did not come up the way Robinson expected, but by now you know the kind of third base he plays, and he threw out Charles. Number 15, Jerry. Jerry Grody hitting 267 on the series, 4 for 15, and is the only man in the World Series with one hit in each of the four games. Robinson made a great play on him back in the second game. Takes a strike from McNally. First game, Brooks shown at third base. Second game, he had some good plays, but then the play began to be taken away from him by the Mets outfielders. A.G. on Tuesday, Swoboda yesterday. McNally ready for the one-strike pitch, strike two, called to Jerry Grody. A two fifty-two hitter during the year, six home runs, 40 RBIs, and I think you'll remember a year ago, Jerry was doing so well in 1968 that he was the starting catcher for the National League All-Stars. Is McNally ready? Throwing, fly ball, right center field, back goes Blair, over to his left, now stops, and takes it for the second out. Ball was not hit that deeply, but Blair was playing straightaway center, and this went to the power alley, 396 mark, and Blair took it in rather short right center. Here is Al Weiss, 4 for 7 on the series, 571. His batting average is compared to his regular season average of 215. Four walks, two RBIs, and against McNally in Baltimore, 2 for 3 including the winning RBI. Ball one, outside. The one time that Weiss went down was on a curve from McNally in under his hands. And he struck him out. 
There's a line drive, and Belanger leaps about a foot and takes it for the third out. Weiss continues to hit it hard, but it's caught. Runs, hits, or errors, none left. At the end of two, we've got a scoreless ball game. Luxury at a Plymouth price. Plymouth makes the fury. It's the greatest new adventure you can find. It's a state of mind. 32 new Fury models on a wider stance with big, smooth looks. If you want to move into the 70s in style, Plymouth makes it. Plymouth makes it if you want a car that makes it. Plymouth makes it. Bill O'Donnell and Jim Simpson, and we have completed uh, two innings now. No runs, one hits for Baltimore off Kuzman. No runs, no hits for New York off McNally. And McNally had a smoother bottom of the second inning than he did in the bottom of the first against the Mets when he had to go to 27 pitchers before retiring the side. He set down the Mets in inning two with only eight pitches and was ahead of uh, the first two batters, Charles and Grody. Jim? Mark Belanger swings on the first pitch and fouls it out of play. Belanger... Two for 12 on the series for 167, much below his season average of 287. Against Kuzman in the second game, 0 for 3, but lined very deep to AG. And believe it or not, we have a balloon on the field, and Ed Charles comes over and with his spikes just pops it in back of the mound on the third base side. Charles playing even with the bag at third base for Belanger who will poke the ball to right field, and the outfield is pulled that way. There's a high pitch from Kuzman. It's one and one. A.G. is in shallow center field and pulled to the right. Swoboda is near the line and playing shallow also. The one-one pitch to Belanger, and he swings late, fouls it back, and it's one and two. Cut under the ball. Clendenin at first, Weiss at second, Harrelson at short, Charles at third, Jones in left, A.G. in center, Svoboda in right, Jerry Grody the catcher, and Kuzman the pitcher, throwing to Belanger, line drive to right field, base hit. Well, they play him that way, but that's where Mark gets his hits. They throw behind him at the plate. Grody tried to throw him off the bag, and the first base umpire, Lee Wire, is leaning over to Grody and now going after him to tell him, don't try to push him off the bag. Base hit, Belanger. Jim, uh, despite the fact that uh, Brody gave uh, Belanger, you know, some pretty good uh, body contact at first base, Brody, however, was very alert to get to first base, and it's nothing new because Brody has done that quite a few times this season and taken throws from the right fielder against a runner taking a big turn. McNally, the batter, can hit the ball and most likely is up there to do some bunting. We shall see. He looks as though he's going to hit. Hits a long drive left field. Jones goes back. Puts his glove up. Home run. McNally puts Baltimore in front. Two to nothing. And it is stunned. The crowd of Mets of more than 57,000. I said he could hit the ball. 
three home runs last year, another this year. He hit a couple over the fence in batting practice today. You wondered whether or not the Orioles were going to play safe. They need runs, but they let the pitcher swing away, hit the first pitch, home run. Bill? And included, Jim, among those home runs you mentioned a year ago, McNally, of all things, had a grand slam home run. Nobody out. And the shoe is on the other foot for the moment. Buford, the batter, takes low from Kuzman. And you would have thought we had entered a time capsule when McNally hit that home run. The Mets fans got deathly quiet. Outside corner with a breaking pitch by Kuzman, and it's a strike. One and one to Don Buford. Already, well, let's wait for Kuzman's pitch. Big breaking pitch, lined foul off to the right. The Orioles have scored more runs on that one base hit by McNally, a home run, than they did in their last two ball games. Five to nothing on Tuesday, two to one yesterday. They had not had an extra base hit since Buford's home run and double in the first game. But pitcher Dave McNally has put himself in front, two to nothing. Kuzman back with a pitch. Ground ball slowly hit. Harrelson has to charge it. Up with it. Goes on and has the speedy Buford by a step. Good play by Harrelson. And that will bring up Paul Blair. Paul Blair. Third inning. Two to nothing. Number six. As Earl Weaver in a scoreless ball game. McNally, the batter, said swing away. And McNally, who had punched a couple of balls over the fence in batting practice, hit the first pitch. A fastball from Kuzman. And lined it for a home run. Blair hit the ball hard last time. Takes a strike on the inside corner. Lined it to center field and Tommy Agee on the first pitch he saw. Strike one now. Two nothing. Baltimore top of the third. Kuzman back throws the ball in the dirt in front of the plate. It's ball one. Occasionally, and more than occasionally, sometimes throughout the game, you will hear jet aircraft. LaGuardia Airport is just a few yards away. Look out, Blair lost his bat, and it hit the box in which the Baltimore officials are seated, down by the Baltimore dugout. Blair goes back to rub up the bat and his hands. It was a swinging strike, and it's one and two to Paul. Now ready again. The wind, as we said, is blowing from right to left. But McNally tagged the ball hard. There was no mistake about that. Swinging and fouling an inside pitch. And off the face mask, I believe, of Lou DeMuro, the plate umpire, who takes his mask off and will now put it back on. Well, it was let's go Mets, let's go Mets for a while, but now the Mets fans are quiet as Kuzman is working down two to nothing, but he has struck out Paul Blair on a swinging strike. Strikeout number one for Kuzman, who has walked no one. McNally has hit the home run to put his team in front two to nothing and has struck out two of the Mets, but walked two of the Mets and has not allowed a hit. Two runs, three hits, no errors for Baltimore. No runs, no hits, no errors for the Mets. Two runs and this the third inning with two down, and here is Frank Robinson. Ron Swoboda made a fine running catch toward the right field line, waist high of his drive. This drive, deep to left center field. The outfielders don't go back for it. Three to nothing on Robinson's mammoth home run. It's over everything and into the parking lot. Simpson, the home run by Frank Robinson, went right between the 371 and 396-foot markers, and then, as you said, went out to the parking lot. So 
Let's guess it went about to 400 feet. Huh? Three to nothing, and now the fans are buzzing again, and Big Boog Powell. Well, a home run and a double by Buford in the first game. This is the fifth. They need it. They've had two home runs in one inning. Powell takes outside and low from Kuzman for ball one. The Orioles with perhaps their strongest pitcher, Dave McNally, on the mound. A 20-game winner now lead three to nothing in the third. Kuzman comes back with a breaking pitch that misses. It's 2-0. On each home run, it has been a fastball on the first pitch. First to McNally, and then to Frank Robinson. McNally's came with a man on base. Robinson's with Dunham. Kuzman ready and throws a fastball, and with a check swing, Powell fouls it down the left field line and into the seats. Well, if the if this lead holds up, it's on to Baltimore for the sixth game on Saturday. Otherwise, you know the obvious, what many thought might happen today, that the game and the series end right here. Powell grounds the ball foul at the plate. And over toward the first base boxes. George Staller comes over to retrieve it. George came over and wanting to see whether or not anybody would lean out and pick up the ball. He was going to let them have a World Series souvenir, but when no one did, he picked it up and tossed it aside. Two and two to Big Boog Powell, who himself had 37 home runs during the regular season. Swings and strikes out, but three runs on three hits, two of them home runs. No errors and none left. In the middle of the third, Baltimore three, New York nothing. One morning, Wally Buckley discovered he had a case of the nubs. The nubs? The nubs. The tiny little part of his beard his razor couldn't get. They're all over my face. Fortunately, the Gillette Techmatic razor gets rid of the nubs. Techmatic adjusts to shave you closer. Techmatic gave Wally the closest shave he ever had. No nicks, no cuts, no nubs. Boy, that was close. Techmatic by Gillette. It gets the nubs. Leave a little with umpire Flinch Sturdly, finding out what kind of people use which kind of right guard. Why the name Flinch? Oh, I've been called that since the foul tip jammed into my face mask. I don't flinch anymore with the name stuck. You're calling balls and strikes. Right, I have the tense job of judging each pitch. You use right guard antiperspirant? Yes, with my proximity to the catcher and batters, I need the antiperspirant's protection against both odor and wetness. I take enough abuse without giving them that to snare at. Two kinds of people, two kinds of right guard. The third base ump prefers right guard regular, much less aggravation there. Well, the home run that Frank Robinson just hit, his fourth in World Series history, he had one when he was with the Reds in Cincinnati back in 1961, and two with the Orioles in 66. Downstairs now to Tony Kubek and Pearl Bailey. You eat the hot dog like a two Mets fan. I tell you, everybody's getting so nervous. No, no, of course not. I was, I, Jerry has got, I said he had on the first pitch from Dave McNally. And that's the first hit off McNally, and what a mistake David made, because Jerry Kuzman was 11 for 177 during the regular season, 062 as average, struck out 62 times for a record for a pitcher last year, and 47 times this year, was 0 for 4 against McNally in Baltimore and struck out twice down there. But McNally, ahead three to nothing, made the pitch too good. And Kuzman is lined it for a double to left. And here comes Tommy Agee, who walked and stole second back in the first inning. Three to nothing, Baltimore. We're in the third as the Mets and their fans come back. McNally ready. 
Fires to A.G. and the pitch is up high. Ball one. Kneeling on deck is Bud Harrelson. Two-run home run by Dave McNally in a long blast out of the ballpark by Frank Robinson as the Orioles in front. But here come the Mets. McNally looking in, got off to a wobbly start, but was better in the second inning and made the mistake to Kuzman here in the third and throws a strike now to Agee. And it's one and one. Eddie Yost looking down at his pitcher, Kuzman on second base, who stares back and walks off, has the jacket on. Rather cool weather in New York. One and one the count. McNally looks back at the runner, Kuzman, and now throws just off the corner to Agee. And it's two and one. Tommy has two hits and 15 times at bat. Struck out twice against McNally in Baltimore. The wind continues to blow from right to left. McNally throws high again. He is wild high and it is three and one. He went three and two on A.G. in the first inning before walking him. Three and two on Harrelson before striking him out. And three and two on Clendenin before striking or rather walking him. So Dave has thrown a lot of pitches. McNally ready again. On the 3-1, Agee is swinging but pops it up. In short center field, Blair comes on, running a little harder now. There's wind there and he's almost in back of second base and has it. Short down. As soon as Lawrence. the ball left the bat... Davey Johnson pointed out to Blair and said, it's all yours. I think Blair was closer, but of course, or rather Johnson, but of course Blair had the play in front of him all the way. The wind held it up a little bit. McNally and Echebarren now talking at the mound as Harrelson steps in. Three hits in the series in four tries against McNally. He has failed to hit him safely. Switch hitter batting right-handed today. 3-0 the Orioles. We're in the last of the third of the fifth game of the World Series. McNally throws, fouled back over our heads, and it's strike one to Bud Harrelson. Bud hasn't driven a run in on the ballgame, has his chance, or I should say in the series, has his chance in this ballgame with Cleon Jones standing on deck. Baltimore, with three runs, now has more runs than it's had in the three games since their opener, in which they scored four. Pitch right down the middle, changed on him a little bit and fooled him. And it's strike two to Harrelson. Two strikes the count in a series in which nobody expected the amazing Mets to be here. But here they are, 44-12 and 12 their record since August the 16th. They swept the Braves. They lost the first to Baltimore. They've won... The next three, they've only got to win one of the final three, if it goes that far, to take the championship. But as of the moment, they trail 3-0 to Baltimore. The two-strike pitch to Harrelson. Off the corner, outside, and it's one and two. Baltimore, on the other hand, had a great spurt in June and wound up with 109 victories and ran away with the Eastern Division of the American League and then ran away from the Twins after two close games with Minnesota, beating them badly in the third game, 11-2, to also sweep their league championship playoff. McNally walked two in the first, got everybody in order in the third, and has given up a double to Kuzman here, in the second, rather, and given up a double to Kuzman here in the third. Off speed.
high-speed pitch and has Harrelson striking out. Third strikeout. Left fielder. For McNally, who has walked two. Now with two out, Cleon Jones, who is two for 17 in the series, comes up. McNally now ready. Kuzman still at second. First pitch, low ball one. Kuzman hit the first pitch and lined it down the left field line between Robinson and the bag for the double. A.G. then flied to short center field and Harrelson has just struck out swinging. Leon Jones, a dangerous hitter. Trying to get a run on the scoreboard for the Mets. McNally throws and it's high and it's 2-0. And Clendenin is kneeling on deck. Three runs on four hits. No errors for the Orioles. No runs, one hit, and no errors for the Mets. In the last of the third. On what is now a completely cloudy day. No patch of blue almost anywhere. Overcast, but no rain forecast. McNally ready on 2-0 and all and gets the strike in there, 2-1. and one. Powell's at first, Johnson second, Belanger short, Robinson third, Don Buford in left, Paul Blair in center, Frank Robinson in right, Andy Etcheberry in the catcher, and McNally, the pitcher, staring in for the sign. And is ready. Taking his time, now throws, ground ball foul, and someone on the front steps of the Baltimore dugout catches it on the second hop. The Met fans came in in a festive mood, figuring that the Mets would wrap it up right here. They may yet do it, but the fans have quieted down, and the Orioles have taken the lead, three to nothing. Two to the count to Jones, two out in the third with Kuzman, a good 15 to 20 feet off second base. Now the Met fans come alive, looking for the base hit from Cleon Jones, high in the air and in the infield. Who Powell calls now? Davy Johnson calls. There may be a collision. Powell moves in front, has it for the third out. No runs, one hit, no errors, none left. At the end of three, Baltimore three, and the New York Mets nothing. Second floor, refrigerators, formerly $195, now $215 going up. If you had a fire in your home today and had to replace everything... This is what you'd find when you went shopping. Third floor, living room sofas. Formerly $210, now $225. Going up? Basic things have gone up 5, 10, 20%. Then there's the cost of your house itself. This is why the Hartford invented Inflation Guard, the first homeowner's insurance policy that protects you against inflation automatically. To keep up with rising replacement costs, the Hartford boosts the value of your policy every three months. Six floor rug. New inflation guard. The way prices are always going up, can you afford to be without it? Insurance by the Hartford. We try to keep things simple. Together with Jim Simpson, Bill O'Donnell, back with you at New York Shea Stadium. We will go to the top of the fourth inning. And Kuzman will be opposing Brooks Robinson, Dave Johnson, and Andy Etcheberry. The Orioles in the top of the third. 
scored more runs than in the previous three games combined. They were held to a run in game two, were shut out in game three, and checked again yesterday by only one run against uh, the Mets pitching. The Orioles lead three to, run, three to nothing on four base hits. The uh, Mets with only one hit thus far off McNally, who has had, however, some control difficulty. Jim Simpson again. Thanks, Bill O'Donnell, and Brooks Robinson have grounded out to the shortstop is up for the second time in this game. Brooks one for 16 on the series, but two RBIs. Breaking pitch from Kuzman is ball one. Baltimore leading three to nothing. New York leading three games to one in the series. Another breaking pitch. This one is a strike. If you like to project a little bit, and I don't know the ball fan that doesn't, the Mets fans would rather not, of course, I'll give you something to think about. Kuzman is back again with another breaking pitch in the dirt and gets by Grody. If Baltimore should win here today to make it three games to two, that means the winningest percentage pitcher in the American League, Jim Palmer, will go against the rookie, Gary Gentry, on Saturday. And if Baltimore should win there, we're back to Seaburn Cuellar. High pop, out of play, off the bat of Robinson, foul to the right. So that's something we could look ahead to. But, of course, the Mets may yet come back and take this game and take the World Series right here at Shea Stadium. Count is two and two to Brooks Robinson, the leadoff batter in the fourth inning. Left-hander Jerry Kuzman back with another breaking pitch. High in the air, not too deep. A.G. in right center field, rather left center fielder, says he's got it right in front of Cleon Jones. And this one out. Second baseman, Dave Johnson. Here's Dave Johnson. Number 15. Who singled to left last time up, but was forced to end the inning by Echeverry. And when he singled to left, it was his first hit in 13 attempts in the World Series. Guzman throws a breaking pitch. He swings and misses. Strike one. On deck is the catcher, Echeverry. Guzman comes back with another bouncing ball, or rather curveball, and it's bounced right back to him. As Davey probably was guessing fastball and just got the bat over the plate and bounced it right back. Catcher, Andy, Etcheberon. Here's Etcheberon, who grounded to Charles, who threw on the second to force Davey Johnson to end the second inning. Etcheberon, who had three home runs during the regular season, hit two long balls, as we said, off... Kuzman in the second game. Takes a fastball, strike one. Hit one deep to A.G. and Swoboda made quite a catch on him down on the corner. Kuzman back with a one-strike pitch. Fastball inside and low, and it's one and one. On deck, Mark Belanger. Etcher Barron. They play as though he's going to hit to right, and he does ground to the right side. Weiss is there on the second big hop, throws on to Clendenin, and Kuzman gets them in order. No runs, hits, or errors. At the middle of the fourth inning, it is still the Orioles three, and the Mets nothing. Hey, Bill, did you get rid of that plunker yet? You mean my wife? <laughs> oh, no, no, your car. No, no, it's running great now. I can hardly believe it. Man, the last time you were in here, all you did was moan about how bad the motor was missing and the noise. Well, yeah, I know, but I put some new stuff in the gas tank. Got it down at the station. And wow, it's like someone put a supercharger on it or something. No kidding. Yeah, really. Could feel the difference right away. What was it, TNT? No, STP. Oh, 
wait a minute, Phil. I, I thought you said you put it in the gasoline. Now, <laughs> STP is for the oil. Ah, uh, you're thinking of STP oil treatment. This is something different. STP gasoline treatment. It's like a complete motor tune-up. STP gas treatment, huh? And you know the best part, Charlie? I was thinking of selling that car, and I fixed it fine for only 65 cents. STP gasoline treatment. You can feel the difference with the very first can. Ask Mario Andretti, Indy 500 winner. In game five of the World Series, the Orioles are leading by a score of three to nothing over the Mets. And New York in the bottom of the fourth inning to go against uh, McNally will come on with Clendenin, Svoboda, and Charles. McNally has had uh, better effectiveness with his fastball than he's had with his breaking ball. And he's picked up uh, three strikeouts, but he's also walked two. In the bottom of the fourth inning, here's Clendenin and Jim Simpson. Right, with a breaking pitch on the outside corner to Clendenin, and we'll report again that the National League book on Clendenin has keep the ball in on him. McNally worked him outside Sunday and gave up a home run, and that pitch was on the outside of the plate. Here's another one catching the outside corner. But Clendenin didn't think it was over. It's strike two. Two pitches outside corner. Both of them just nipping the edge. Now Clendenin must guard the plate. McNally comes back, fastball inside, making him bend back just a bit. And it's one and two. For Clendenin, they're shaded slightly to the left. But he can hit the ball to right. McNally ready again for the one-two pitch. Fastball right down the middle, and he is called out on strikes. Clendenin drops his bat at home plate, puts his hands on his hips, and goes back to talk to Lou DeMiro. And as talking to Vermeer, the bat boy has to come out and get the bat. And now Don walks away on three pitches. I'll make that four pitches. He goes down, looking at a third call strike. Strikeout number four for Dave McNally. Here's Juan Sabota, who struck out swinging at a fastball on a 2-2 count to end the first. Gets a fastball there, swings and misses. McNally not known primarily as a fastball pitcher, as we've said all along, curves and slotters. But in that league championship game against Minnesota, he was throwing very hard. Kneeling on deck is Ed Charles. McNally ready. And throws a fastball right back under the glove of McNally for the second base hit for the New York Mets and the fifth hit for Ron Svoboda, who now has more than any other member of the New York Mets or Baltimore staff. Charles is 2 for 12 on the series. 2 for 4 against McNally in the second game. Grounded the third last time up, swings and misses, and I want to tell you, Ed... Not known as a home run hitter, only three on the year took a big cut. American and National League umpires work a game differently behind the plate. The National League umpire gets down on the inside shoulder of the catcher and stares across the plate. The American League works right over his head, looking down on the plate. Fastball hit high in the air, could be caught. Foul throwing away the mask is at Baron. It is very high, backs on it, has it for the second out. Behind home plate. And that'll bring up Brody, who flies deep Jerry. to Flair in center, back in the second inning. Number 15. 
Swoboda now leads everybody with five hits for the series, but Grody has four. Connie looks in. Etcheveron has given him the side. Leading off is the base runner, Swoboda, as there's a called strike to Grody. Now, this is the centennial year for the game of baseball, 100 years old. What a hundred years there have been, and what a year this has been with the amazing Mets and more than 28 million people watching regular season play. McNally back throws inside to Grody, and it's one and one. It will be story enough for the New York Mets and their fans if this game is won today by New York. But for all of baseball and for the country and the world listening, what a series it would be if it did go the full seven as the last two World Series have gone. McNally ready, 1-1. Fastball. Belanger on the second hop will run the second base and beats the runners for Boda to get McNally and the Orioles out of the innings. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. At the end of four complete, Baltimore's out in front, three to nothing over New York. If you want a car that makes it, Plymouth makes it. If you know what's happening and want to be there, Plymouth makes the CUDA. If you swing with a crowd that moves fast and thinks young, Plymouth makes duster. If you want luxury inside and out, Plymouth makes the Sport Fury brome. If you want a car that goes beep beep, Plymouth makes the Roadrunner. If you dig new sounds, Plymouth makes it. If you like wild new colors and mod tops, Plymouth makes the Mod Top Barracuda. If you want a car that makes it, Plymouth makes it. Let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY, Schenectady. The difference between the right word and the wrong word, it's been said, is like the difference between lightning and lightning bug. Which brings to mind the difference between Saratoga Vichy and its drab alternative, tap water. It's a choice between a unique, fascinating mixer or the same lackluster liquid with which one washes automobiles and oneself. Saratoga Vichy in that green bottle with the vivid yellow label. Lead-off batter Mark Belanger takes ball one outside, and Kuzman, working fast, comes back with another pitch, a fastball that catches the outside corner, and it's one and one. I guess if you stare around Shea Stadium today, you can pick out any number of celebrities, but we have just spotted Louis Satchmo Armstrong looking on. One and one to count. Fly ball off to the right, and out of play foul. Belanger hit a ball to right field for a single in the third inning and scored ahead of Dave McNally's first pitch home run over the left field fence into the Baltimore bullpen. Later in that same third, Frank Robinson hit the first pitch of fastball out of the ballpark for a home run, and there are the three runs. Drive to right center field, but Svoboda has only to move a few steps and has it playing him perfectly. Dave McNally, who swung at the first pitch... When the question was, was he going to bump the man down or swing away, he swung away. No double play, but a two-run homer. And McNally's only given up two hits. Three runs, four hits, no errors for Baltimore. No runs, two hits, no errors for New York. And we are in the top of the fifth. 
Guzman working again. McNally swinging again on first pitch, but this time it's a breaking pitch on the outside corner, and he misses it. Guzman can throw the hard slider, and I believe he did on that occasion. Back with a one-strike pitch, fastball right down the middle, and McNally took this one for strike two. Orioles got four runs in the first game, which they won. Kuzman ready to throw. Breaking pitch, and he strikes him out. That's the third strikeout for Kuzman. Left fielder. And brings up Dom Buford, 0 for 2 on the day. Orioles got four runs in the first game, which they won. Only one in the second game, which they lost. None in the third. And only one yesterday to lose their last three. But they have three already today. Buford is grounded twice to Harrelson and shortstop. And is 0 for 6 in a series appearances against Jerry Kuzman. 57,397, and I think that's even more, yes it is, than we had yesterday by 30. Yesterday we had 57,367. Today, 57,397 in Shea Stadium. The pitch to Buford. Five slider on the inside corner. Another hard one, strike one. On deck is Paul Blair. They play Buford straight away. Fastball is outside, and it's one and one. Kuzman won 19 as a rookie, 17 this year in his second year. 1-1 pitch. Back with another fastball, and Buford is out in front of it, swinging and missing. Strike two. Kuzman took something off the fastball that time, and Buford was jumping on it. One and two. Back with a curveball, lined out to right field. Savota goes over it, may drop between them. Savota is there, backhanded catch. the big catch of yesterday when he robbed the Orioles of a possible victory, but still a fine running catch by Ron Svoboda. No runs, hits or errors for the Orioles. And in the middle of the fifth, it's three to nothing, Baltimore. Some men have average size hands. Some men have big hands. For men with average hands, Gillette introduces our new adjustable razor with an average size handle. For men with big hands, Gillette introduces our new adjustable razor with a long handle. Both new razors have nine precision settings. Gillette figures a more comfortable razor in your hand means a more comfortable shape. Have you heard about the latest Gillette invention? It's an aerosol shave cream called the Hot One that actually heats up right under your very nose. No kidding, you don't have to hold a can under hot water or plug it in or do anything like it. Because the hot one gets hot all by itself, right out of the can. And the fact is, hot shave cream softens whiskers quicker than cold shave cream to give you a faster, more comfortable shave. So why shave with the cold ones when you can shave with the hot one? The self-heating shave cream from Gillette. Last of the fifth, Baltimore leads it three to nothing. And here's Bill O'Donnell. Thank you, Jim Simpson, and hello again, everybody. Weiss, the number eight batter, to lead off for the Mets in the bottom of the fifth inning against left-hander McNally. Backs him off with a fastball, belt high, 1-0. Weiss has been up once today, and he's lined to the shortstop, Belanger. Kuzman, with a heavy jacket, has come on deck. 
McNally winding to the side. Whips in 1-0. Strike is called right down the middle. One ball and one strike to Ice. One of the many heroes the Mets have had uh, in their three victories over the Orioles in the first four games of the World Series. 1-1 pitch. Curve, fanned at and missed. He chased a pitch down to his knees. One ball and two strikes. Weiss bats from the right side. He's played uh, to shallow and straightaway center field by Blair. Blair is not back deep. McNally ahead. Back he comes one and two with a curved foul back of the plate on the ground. A ball, two strikes to Al Weiss. Young man who is out of Elmhurst, Illinois. The Mets have had two base hits off McNally. Kuzman had the first one as he ripped a double to left in the third. And Svoboda bounced a ground shot single through the box out to center in the fourth inning. One and two again from McNally. A curve bounced slowly to third. Charged by Robinson back of the grass. Hurries his throw and in time to first baseman Powell. Weiss bouncing out. Robinson to Powell. One away in the bottom of the fifth inning. And the greeting now will be for the Mets' fine young left-hander, Jerry Kuzman. Kuzman did not have an extra base hit during the regular campaign, but picked up a two-bagger his first trip to the plate in this ball game. He, like McNally, throws a left-handed, but like McNally, also bats right-handed. McNally's fastball fell right back off the end of Kuzman's bat. Kuzman, a Minnesotan by birth and education, lives here right now in the New York area. One strike pitch is a curve neatly thrown to the belt for strike two call. 0-2 to Kuzman. One away, A.G. is the on-deck batter. Baltimore leading 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth inning of game five. McNally began to lean forward and get Echeverin's wigwagging, then suddenly broke contact with the rubber and reached back to finger up on the rosin bag. He's back on top again. His two-strike pitch off the outside corner. One ball, two strikes. McNally, as he is picking up Echeverin's sides, will place the ball right in the glove. Then grip it. He winds and throws. One and two. A swing and a miss. He strikes out Kuzman on a breaking ball into Kuzman's hands. And McNally now has five strikeouts in four and two-third innings of work. Now the head of the New York Mets order, Tommy Agee, who's been a great hero with the glove. The catches that A.G. has made in this series have been compared to previous World Series fantastic catches by the likes of Amaros and John Frito and Mays. Two gone. He runs up to Bunt, pushes it out to third. Barehanded and lost by Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson charged halfway up on the grass from third base. A.G. laid down a knee bunt. Robinson charged, reached down with the bare hand. He may have gotten a piece of the bare hand on the ball and then it tricked on behind him, closer to the bag at third base. So A.G. has a bunt single. It is A.G.'s third base hit in the series. It is the Mets' third base hit in this ball game, and suddenly Mets fans with two out come alive. The batter is the switch-swinging Bud Harrelson. Fastball. Here's a fly ball to center field. Blair came in. Blair should make the play. He makes it in center field to retire the side. At the end of five innings of play, Baltimore three, New York nothing. Alabama 21. 
This week, over 1,000 people will be killed on America's highways. If you're driving right now, think about it. At the Hartford, we think about it all the time. Illinois, 48. Indiana, 30. Iowa, 16. This is why we support safety programs that would get the drunk, the tailgater, the speeder, all the reckless drivers off the highways. We want to make the roads safer for you. Michigan, 41. Minnesota, 18. Insurance by the Hartford. We try to keep things simple. From Shea Stadium in New York City, Jim Simpson along with Bill O'Donnell. And we go to the sixth inning. For the Baltimore Orioles and Paul Blair, Frank Robinson, and Boog Powell. Baltimore has left only one man on base. They have struck quickly. In the second, make that the third, Belanger's single to right. McNally's home run scored him to make it two to nothing. And Robinson later added a home run to make it three to nothing. The Mets have had their chances. They left five men on base with three base hits and two walks, but have failed to score. And now to the sixth, Baltimore leading three to nothing and Bill O'Donnell. It'll be Paul Blair who has flied deep to center field and was also fanned by a breaking pitch from Kuzman in the third inning. Kuzman, 25 years old, 6 feet 2, 205 pounds, and he trails with the Mets in the ball game by a score of 3 to nothing. Blair looking for his third base hit in this series. He is 2 for 18. He'll be followed by Frank Robinson. Charles plays him tight at third and off the line. Breaking ball is low to Blair, ball one. Blair, 26 home runs on the American League season and produced seven of those 26 against the tough staff of the Minnesota Twins. 1-0, fastball a little outside. Two balls and no strikes. Blair ahead 2-0 against the Mets left-hander. Southpaw winding back over the head. Kicks and throws. Here's a line drive. Deep center field. A.G. going back to the warning track. Reaches up, and he makes the catch. A.G. turned a bit to his left on the warning track. Suddenly reached up the glove and got the line drive off Blair's back on the front of that warning track. Blair has lined to his opposing center fielder. And the batter is Frank Robinson, who homered in the third and lined to right in the first inning. Frank has three hits in the series, including that third inning home run wallet. Fastball is foul right back to the screen. Kuzman just challenged the power of Frank Robinson and challenged him right to his hands. One strike. Frank, who as soon as this World Series is over will become a manager in winter league play down on the Puerto Rican League. Another one fastball is in for strike call this time. Two strikes to Robinson. Kuzman has simply leaned back, roared back, and shown Frank Robinson his best fastballs. He's two strikes in front. Deals all in two. He backs him off, and he may have hit Frank on the hand, and Frank is saying it hit me on the hand and on the hip. And the plate umpire, Lou DeMura, saying it ticked off the bat foul. Earl Weaver and Frank Robinson now are both complaining to Lou DeMura. And now Robinson and Weaver are both asking uh, uh, DeMura to ask the first base umpire wire about the call. Frank Robinson showed DeMura his hand and also his hip and said the ball hit the hand and also hit the hip. 
and Demura said it ticked off the bat. So we've got a rhubarb here in the sixth inning. Yesterday, it was Crawford and Weaver who had the rhubarb in the third inning, and Weaver was tossed out. The first manager to be tossed out of a World Series since Charlie Grimm was thumbed out in the mid-30s. Frank Rollins, as you said, Bill, keeps saying, ask Lee Wired on the first base. Wired on the first base is the man who says whether or not a swing has been checked or completed. But Demuro pointed to himself, insisting I'm the man that knows whether or not the ball hit the bat or hit you. And it's Robinson going back now into the dugout and furious as Powell just wakes on deck and Robinson now apparently has something wrong with his hand and may have hurt it and the trainer's taken him back. Jim, I just saw Frank Robinson uh, walk down the end steps in the dugout, and obviously he is walking in the runway. Obviously, Frank Robinson has asked for time because he was joined as he walked down the steps, and we assume through the runway, by the Oriole trainer, Ralph Salvon. Apparently, he was hit just below the belt, and Robinson has gone out of the way now. Powell taking big swings on deck. And Kuzman continues to warm in this 3-0 ballgame. And while we await the return of Frank Robinson, we pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY Schenectady. Saratoga ginger ale is not Saratoga Vichy with ginger flavor added. We're not sure where that rumor got started, though we have our ideas. In any event, what Saratoga ginger ale is, is a quite unusual, delicious drink with its own identity altogether. It's gingery without being snappish, mellow without being gooey, altogether luscious. But then the Saratoga people do everything in good taste. Jim Simpson with Bill O'Donnell. Earl Weaver, who was thrown out yesterday, told umpire Lou DeMuro, I'll go check. He disappeared down the steps of the dugout up the alleyway toward the dressing room and came back and yelled to DeMuro that he'll be back in just a minute. DeMuro apparently has said all right, and now Weaver is walking toward those steps once again. Robinson, in all fairness to the Baltimore outfielder, was hit just below the stomach line and has gone back with the trainer. But behind the Baltimore dugout, you'd never know it from Met fans. They're waving handkerchiefs now at DeMuro and insisting that he come out and now we can see Robinson adjusting his belt with his shirt tail out as he comes up the dugout steps. So Frank has been greeted by the manager, or rather by the trainer, and is coming back. And when he does, he has strike two on him. There's a saying around the National League, Bill, and I'm sure around the American League, too. The one man that you never want to make bad with a bat in his hands is Frank Robinson. He becomes a much tougher opponent. Not that he's tough all the time, but once he's been knocked down or infuriated well, let's see how it works out. Two strikes against him. He feels he's been wrong. He's about to step out of the dugout with a count of two strikes, one out in the sixth inning, and Baltimore leading three to nothing. Jim Frank Robinson, more than any other member of the Oriole Ball Club, uh, guards home plate. That is to say, he stands as close as he can to the inside restraining line. Many times, uh, not only this season, but in past seasons, since he became a member of the Orioles in 1966, Frank Robinson has been knocked down uh, by opposing pitchers, has come right back up and cleared the ballpark for home runs. 
feeling right now as uh, Frank Robinson was worked over by trainer Ralph Salvon was that he had a bruise on his leg. And that's why the Oriole trainer had to work on Frank Robinson. So now he's back inside the batter's box. Kuzman still has a two-strike count on him. Kuzman winds. He deals Robinson, who fouls it off to the upper deck back of the plate. During 1969, Frank Robinson was hit 13 times by American League pitchers. Kuzman, iron again, 0-2 to Robinson. A high curve makes it a ball and two strikes. Robinson has minced no words. He has told people that when his playing days are over, he wants to become a manager, but wants only to become a manager in the major leagues. Ball one and two strikes with one out in the top of the sixth inning. Kuzman to the plate with a curve. Kuzman took a little bit off the breaking pitch. Four strikeouts for Kuzman. Here is Boog Powell, who has flied to deep left center and also fanned on a Kuzman curve in the third inning. We're in the top of the sixth inning of game five of the World Series. Orioles lead New York three to nothing. A curve, check swing. And no commitment made by Powell. Ball one. Powell had a notion to pull the trigger and then pull the finger off it just in time. One and no to Powell. Four hits in the series. 3-0-4 for the regular year with 37 home runs. 1-0 from Kuzman. Fast ball and a swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. In the sixth inning, three runs, four hits for Baltimore. No runs, three hits for New York. The two starters, McNally and Kuzman, still very much on the scene. Kuzman battling Powell. 1-1 dealing. Fastball is off the outside corner, and Kuzman came crossfire style from the first base side. Two balls in one strike. Powell guards the plate, but nowhere near as tightly as Frank Robinson did from the other side. Two and one. Swings and misses on a shoulder-high fastball. Two balls and two strikes. Now, Kuzman had shown Frank Robinson two good fastballs, then got him on a change of speed breaking ball and a looking third strike. He has fired strictly fastballs to Boog Powell and overpowered him. 2-2 pitch. It's on the way. Sidearm fastball, looping pop-up to the left side, past Harris from the shortstop, and out to left field. Powell checked his swing. The ball looped off the end of the bat, back towards the deep part of the infield. Harrelson reached down the bare hand and could not get to it. And Powell lines up with a check swing, looping base hit out to left field. It is hit number five by Powell in the World Series, and he has more hits than any other member on the Oriole Ball Club. Svoboda of the Mets also has five, like Powell. Powell at first with two gone, and he'll be checked by Clendenin holding. Brooks Robinson swings and misses, strike one. Five hits now for Baltimore off Kuzman, and a 3-0 lead with two out in the top of the sixth inning. Clendenin does the guarding, Kuzman looks and throws. A curve lined out to left field. Jones coming in, takes the chest high grab in left field to retire the side. No runs a hit, one left. In the middle of inning six, Baltimore three, New York nothing. 
I can down the dusty trail, hear them old coyotes wail. I'd walk a mile for a camel. I'd walk a mile, wouldn't you? I got a wandering soul, beat up boots with a great big hope. I'd walk a mile for a camel. This message was strictly for smokers who never tasted a camel cigarette. Camel smokers, you know what we mean. You other guys, start walking. Oh, what are those tiny whiskers there? The nuts! The nuts! Those miserable little specks of hair. The nuts! The nuts! Gillette Techmatic has news for you. The nubs are doomed, the nubs are through. You'll shave so close. Now Techmatic gets the nubs. The Gillette Techmatic razor adjusts to shave you closer. You almost never get nicked, but you always get the nubs. Techmatic gets the nubs. Jim Simpson with Bill O'Donnell from Shea Stadium in New York. And Dave McNally trying to make it three games to two now in this World Series. We'll face Cleon Jones, Don Clendenin, and Ron Svoboda. McNally's biggest trouble came in the first inning when he walked A.G. and walked Clendenin. And had runners at the corners with two out before striking out Svoboda. Since that time, he's given up a single to Svoboda to center field and a bunt single by Tommy A.G. and has not been in trouble. He leads it three to nothing in this do-or-die game for the Baltimore Orioles. Sixth inning and Cleon Jones and Bill O'Donnell. Dave McNally will oppose first of all, as Jim told you, Jones. He is over two. He is blind to right and also popped up. An aggressive right-hand swinger who batted 340 during the regular season. Jones has two hits in this series to date. The left-hander McNally to Jones with a breaking ball that comes inside and let's see if it hit Jones. It just got away from Jones. He skipped some rope on it. And now he's starting to walk down the first baseline. Demura did not motion him to first base. And now Jones is looking over towards the New York uh, dugout. Ron Svoboda is leaping out, and also Gil Hodges is leaping out. Demura did not motion Jones to first base. He must have skipped rope on a loop pitch to the dirt. The ball was thrown out of play, and Gil Hodges asked Svoboda who had it in the dugout, and he has walked back with it to show Demura. And we go back to another World Series and the famous shoe polish on the ball. And now they are awarding first pick to Cleon Jones. And Gil Hodges went out to the baseball and showed it to the mural. And now Dave McNally is coming in. And now Earl Weaver is coming out. This is a series of great catches, fine defensive plays, and the year of the manager. Gil Hodges calmly asked for the baseball from Ron Sabota. Went out and saw Lou DeMuro, who had tossed the ball out of play. He was convinced that it had hit Leon Jones in the foot. Now Weaver says everything's all right. Pats McNally on the back, sends him back, but with Jones at first base. Here comes the only man in the series with two home runs, Don Clendenin. Jim Lou Demura, the American League umpire and working home plate, is working his very first World Series. And needless to say, he's never going to forget it. One on for the Mets in the bottom of the sixth inning. Jones has been hit by a McNally pitch. And Clendenin to the plate. He has walked and looked at strike three. The Mets are down by three runs. That's something going in the bottom of the sixth inning. McNally stretching and throwing. And here's a high foul to the seats off to our right. Clendenin walked on the McNally 3-2 pitch in the first inning. 
and then looked at a strike three fastball in the fourth inning. Clendenin bats out of a deep crouch, and then he'll spring up and swing the bat hard. The look to first by McNally against Jones, delivering Clendenin. Outside, one ball and one strike. Andy Echebarren has run quickly to the mound uh, to talk briefly with McNally and also pat him on the back. And as quickly as Echebarren went out, back he comes now to go to his crouch back at home plate. Powell holds with Jones, the runner at first base. The look to first by McNally. His 1-1 deal. is cut out and missed. He got a curve into the hands of Clendenin. One ball and two strikes. McNally, two years ago, had serious arm trouble. Rested completely before the 1968 season. And wound up winning 22 ball games. The look to first. He's ahead of Clendenin, one and two. His pitch to the plate. Curve is outside. Two balls and two strikes. The Mets have Svoboda on deck. They're batting Clendenin with one on and nobody gone in the home half of the sixth inning. Clendenin well off the plate, but leaning out of the crouch towards the plate with a couple of golf swings and now cranks the bat back. 2-2 from McNally. A curve. Deep left field. To the warning track. It is in and up for a home run. just to the right of the foul pole. And now the Oriole bullpen will begin to get active. The Mets are now down by one run. It is Baltimore three and New York two on the Clendenin two-run homer. The batter is Ron Svoboda. That's from the right side. Bunts the fastball up in the air foul back of the plate. Echebarren can't get to it. Dick Hall, tall right-handed reliever, throwing in the Baltimore bullpen. The Oriole long reliefers are Harden and Leonard. The middle-inning reliever is Hall. The late-inning relievers are Watt and Rickard. It is Hall warming here in the sixth inning after Clendenin homered with one on. Svoboda takes an inside McNally changeup curve. One ball and one strike. Baltimore three, New York two. A left-hander is up in the New York bullpen, Tug McGraw. One-one pitch. Strike called down the middle to the knees of Svoboda. McNally and the Orioles, since the third inning, were having a breeze and leading 3 nothing. The Mets are right back in the ball game, 3-2. The 1-2 pitch inside the low to Ron Svoboda. Svoboda, a Baltimore-born and educated youngster, now lives in the New York City area. 
Egan McNally are two balls and two strikes with nobody out. McNally throws a curve, line behind second base and right to the second baseman Johnson. Johnson was shading towards second base and took the lazy liner right back of the bag to retire Svoboda. Stepping in now will be the New York third baseman, Ed Charles. He has grounded to third and fouled out to the catcher. Charles, a product of Kansas City, Missouri. That's from the right side, awaits McNally's serve. A ground chopper wide at third, gloved by Brooks Robinson. His toss is in time to Powell, and then is out number two in the Mets' sixth inning. Here's the catcher now for New York, Jerry Grody. Jerry Grody, number 15. Getting back to Clendenin's third home run in the series, the record for World Series home runs is four. Held by Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Duke Snyder, and Hank Bauer. Two gone. Ground ball right to the shortstop. Dug out neatly by Belanger. He throws out Brody to retire the side. The Mets come back with two runs on Clendenin's play. At the end of six innings of play, Baltimore three, New York two. Thank you, Miss Nye, for leading us in song and frolic. Oh, thank you, Uncle Evan. Now, look, children, we're almost there for our first adventure at High Diddle Diddle Day School. Now, everybody make a happy hello face. <laughs> Let's not throw things. What kind of car is it? It's a station wagon. Who makes it? Plymouth makes it. What's this? That works the stereo in front and back. Monroe, jump up and down like that and your stomach will drop off. What's this for? That's the special air conditioner. It makes it cool in the back without freezing the front. Well, here we are. Send everybody out. No! We want to stay in the station wagon because it's comfortable. Yeah! What's this? That works the rear window with the optional washer. What's that thing on the roof? The air deflector. It keeps dirt and fumes away from the rear window. And this? The station wagon full of kids makes it. The sports suburban wagon makes it. Remember who makes it. Jim Simpson back in New York and Bill O'Donnell. Sometimes you wonder, is a team of destiny a cliche or a truism? Yesterday, Don Buford lost the winning run in the sunlight in left field. Today, after Cleon Jones was found not to have been hit, Gil Hodges came out with a baseball. There was a telltale mark, probably of shoe polish. He was allowed first base. Clendonan followed with a home run. He might have done that anyway, but instead of 3-1, to one, because Jones was on, it's 3-2, to two, and here's Bill. Dave Johnson takes a fastball strike from Kuzman to begin the top of the seventh inning. It's Johnson, Echeverin, and Belanger, six, seven, eight batters in the Baltimore order. Baltimore leads by a run, 3-2. The winding Kuzman, another fastball, and here's a towering fly to right field to the foul line. Svoboda to the foul line, on the foul line, goes to foul ground to make the catch. Johnson fouls to the right fielder, Svoboda. And there, there's one away Catcher. in the top of the seventh inning. Andy Echeverin Andy now is the Oriole batter. He has bounced into a forced play and grounded out second to first base. Echeverin is 0 for 5 in the series to date. He will be followed by Belanger. Kuzman, the left-hander, rifles a curve that is fouled off the end of uh, Echeverin's bat. And as he twisted around like a weather vane right in the batter's box, he lost that uh, plastic uh, protective helmet. One strike to Echeverin. 
the young man who caught all four games of the 1966 World Series between Baltimore and Los Angeles. Kuzman ahead. Zatchebaron with a one-strike pitch that's fouled off downstairs to our right. Kuzman has had uh, different patterns in this ball game. In the early innings, he was going with fastballs and curves strictly. In the middle innings, he was going with off-speed off speed breaking stuff. Now he's throwing the smoke here in the seventh. Two-strike pitch. Fastball swung on a miss. Five strikeouts for Kuzman. Two out in the top of the seventh inning, and the batter is Mark Belanger. He has singled and scored a run. He was the board on McNally's third inning home run. His last trip, Belanger flied to the right fielder's Svoboda. Belanger choking the bat off the knob. Kuzman quickly to work and delivers. Ground ball past the mound towards second base. Picked up by Harrison, the shortstop. He throws out Belanger to retire the side. A 1-2-3 inning for Kuzman in the middle of the seventh. Baltimore 3, New York 2. Leave alone near the bullpen with stadium policeman Vic Collin. What do you do these, Vic? Well, my main function is to discourage fans from running onto the field to shake hands with the ball players, impeding the progress of the game. Well, what if they do? I pursue the perpetrator, apprehend him, and escort him from the premises. And you prefer the regular right guard? Yes. Uh, witness isn't a problem with my dark police uniform, and right guard regular keeps me smelling nice all day. No point offending the offender. He's in enough trouble. Lately, there have been a lot of pretty girls running on the field kissing the players. True, Wally. That's another reason uh, I want to smell nice. Whidbey is another familiar ballpark figure, a hawker. You use the right guard antiperspirant in the silver can. Right. It stops all day and helps keep me dry during my hectic chores as a hawker. Well, what do you sell? Scorecards, batting helmets, banners, noisemakers. Could you give us a little demonstration of your classic sales techniques? Certainly. Scorecards? Get your scorecards. Can't tell the players without a scorecard. Two kinds of people, two kinds of right guard. There are. Get a gaily decorated banner representing the team of your choice. Leave all returning it to the book. Back in Cloudy and cool New York City for the fifth and what could be the final game of the 1969 World Series. But right now, Baltimore is holding on to a tenuous 3-2 lead. Al Weiss, Jerry Kuzman, and Tommy Agee. The Baltimore bullpen is quiet, but Tug McGraw continues to throw for the Mets down in right field. And here is Bill O'Donnell. Al Weiss begins the Mets against McNally in the bottom of the seventh inning. He's curved for a strike to his letters. Weiss has lined to short and grounded to third. He has four hits in the series. Has knocked over two runs. McNally ahead on one. Fastball. Here's a fly ball into the right center field. Buford going back. Buford at the warning track. It is over the Two-run homer by Clendenin, last inning. 
solo blast by Weiss over the fence in left center to begin the bottom of the seventh. And the batter is Jerry Kuzman. 3-3 tie. Kuzman swings and misses a McNally dipping curve under his hand. Buford back to the warning track, and as he was backing, looked like he had a play on the ball. The wind blowing out to left may have carried Weiss's blow over the wall. One strike to Kuzman. A curve outside. One ball and one strike. Dick Hall, Baltimore right-hander, begins to warm again on the Oriole bullpen. 1-1 to Kuzman, batting right-handed. Swings and misses on a let-up breaking ball. Two strikes and throwing. Curve cut on and missed. Out number one. Strikeout number six for McNally. And uh, the big greeting now will be for Tommy Agee. Agee walked, stole a base in the first inning. Line the center in the third. And a bunt base hit down the third base side in the fifth inning. who got the seventh inning home run never hit a home run at Shea Stadium this past season a curve for a strike to A.G. A.G. the right hand batter on 0-1 fastball he swings and he misses he was challenged into his hands and jammed by McNally in the seventh inning three runs five hits for Baltimore a like number for the Mets. Three runs and five hits. Two-strike pitch is outside to Tommy Agee. One and two. McNally, one and two. With a curve, fouled over towards the Oriole dugout. Off the third base side. All the runs in this fifth game of the World Series have been on home runs. A two-run homer by McNally, plus one by teammate Frank Robinson. A two-run homer by Clendenin in the sixth. A leadoff bottom of the seventh home run here by Weiss. One-two to A.G. Fouls it behind the plate to the upper deck. have come back trailing three to nothing since the third inning to get two in the sixth and one more thus far here in the seventh. McNally pouring forward with one and two. Fastball is fouled off to our right and into the seats. A.G. fouling off quite a few of McNally pitches. Dick Hall continues to throw in the Baltimore bullpen out in left field. A.G., the young man from Mobile, Alabama, awaiting 1-2. McNally gives it to him. Outside low. Two balls and two strikes. Two-two deal to Tommy A.G. Fouls it right past the throwing hand of the catcher, Andy Etcheberry. Before this fifth game of the World Series, 
there had been only four home runs. One by Buford of Baltimore, three by the Mets, two by Clendenin, and one by Cranepool. But we've had explosiveness strike here in game five. A.G. waiting on McNally. Winds and delivers two and two. Inside with a fastball. Three balls and two strikes with one out. McNally noticeably pressing against A.G. Gives him the 3-2 offering. Here's a high pop-up into a right field. Frank Robinson going to his glove side and waiting for it to come down. Makes the put out in right field. A.G. is retired on a routine fly ball to right for the second out in the bottom of the seventh inning. And Bud Harrelson steps in for New York. has been fanned twice today by McNally, has also flied to center field. The switch hitter from the right side. Looks inside, belt high, ball one. Harrelson at the plate and Jones waiting on deck. Two out in the seventh inning. The 1-0 from McNally is inside again. Two balls and no strikes. McNally out of Billings, Montana, who never played high school ball, but learned how to play this game with the American Legion teams. 2-0. Line to third baseman Brooks Robinson, who goes down to both knees to make the grab right in the glove, and the side is retired. The Mets have tied it up on Al Weiss's leadoff homer at the end of seven innings. It is Baltimore three, New York three. It's do Yankee doodle. Yankee doodle. One, two... Riding on a pony Stuck a feather in it And called it Macaroni What did he call it? Macaroni! (laughs) After a child has been in a bad accident How can an insurance company help him to laugh again? The Hartford knows that money alone can't do it But people can Doctors, specialists Therapists when they're needed to treat the injuries, to soothe the shock. And getting them there fast can also help. At the Hartford, we know it's often the kind of help you bring in at the start that determines whether or not there'll be a happy ending. Insurance by the Hartford. We try to keep things simple. Jim Simpson with Bill O'Donnell back from New York, and Kurt Moulton has come out onto the on-deck circle and will bat for Dave McNally, so McNally will neither win nor lose this the fifth game of the World Series. He worked seven innings, giving up three runs, which came in the last two innings on Clendenin's two-run homer. Jones would reach by being hit by the pitch and awarded first base after Rubarov, and Al Weiss hitting home run on an 0-1 trip. So Moulton comes on, and by the way, Clendenin might be expected to hit three home runs and drive in four runs. But who would have thought that little Al Weiss, a 2.15 hitter on the year, would be 5 for 10 in the World Series with a home run and three RBIs? Answer, probably not even Al Weiss. But here is Bolton to face Kuzman in this tie game as we move now to the top of the eighth in Bill O'Donnell. Bolton will go deep to the box and guard the plate. He bats right-handed. Hit the ground ball right at the shortstop. Harrelson digs it up in the hole. Throws out Bolton by a step at first base. 
batting for McNally has grounded out short to first. First man has been retired by the Mets. That's Moulton, and here now is John Buford. He has grounded out twice to the shortstop, Harrelson. Also fly to the right fielder, Svoboda, in the fifth inning, and Svoboda had to make a long-running catch to get to the fly ball. Kuzman working from the first base side of the rubber. Buford, a switch swinger, batting right-handed. Lays off an outside pitch. He had an ocean and kept the bat back. 1-0 to Buford to be followed by Blair. Baltimore 3, New York 3, Game 5 of the World Series. We're in the top of the eighth inning. Kuzman's 1-0 pitch. Fly ball out to center field. A.G. going back with Sabota. They're both in right center, and it is A.G. for the put out in right center field. Two up and two away. And that'll bring up Paul Blair. Blair. Blair's first trip to the plate, he hit the ball well and deep, but A.G. patrolled deep to center field to bring down the fly ball. And Kuzman handcuffed Blair in a curveball and struck him out in the third. Blair lined to center in the sixth inning. Blair leaned towards the plate from the middle of the box. A changeup is thrown low for ball one. Kuzman has uh, what pitchers call a straight change. Frank Robinson is on deck. Two out and the pitch to Blair. Fly ball down the left field line, but curving way foul up into the second deck. That was a good 30 feet off the left field foul pole. One ball, one strike to Blair. Kuzman rocking at the rubber. Kicks and he deals Blair. Swings and it's a ground ball towards short. Backhand the hole by Harrelson. Long throw. In time. Fine play by Harrelson to beat the speedy, the speedy Blair by one stride. One, two, three. The Orioles are set down. And in the middle of the eighth inning, it's Baltimore three, New York three. Stadium, and we go to the top of the eighth inning, and or rather the bottom of the eighth inning, and Cleon Jones, Don Clendenin, and Ron Svoboda, and Baltimore, after batting Kirk Moten for McNally, who left after seven innings, has come on with the right-hander, Eddie Watt, their leading man in saves and in appearances from the Baltimore bullpen, who worked in yesterday's game, the eighth and ninth innings, and gave up two hits and struck out two, but allowed no runs. Watt is now on in this tie game at 3-3. And as Bill O'Donnell pointed out yesterday, at no time over this series or season has Watt gone more than three innings. He is the short reliever. 
Baltimore looking for runs and looking for what to stop the Mets in this must game for Baltimore. Bill? Watt overall, Jim, during 1969 made 56 relief appearances more than any other member of manager Weaver's bullpen. His record, five wins, two defeats. He had 16 saves to also lead the bullpen staff and had an earned run average of just over a run and a half a game. Watt in the eighth to face the power part of the Mets order, Jones, Clendenin, and Svoboda. Jones is 0 for 2, plus hit by a pitch. Slider is low. Watt has two kinds of wind-ups. He'll wind to the belt and also wind right on top of the head. He'll wind to the head sometimes when he gets ahead of batters. He winds to the belt 1-0 and throws. Low. He's two balls and no strikes to Jones. Activity in the Baltimore bullpen continuing this time with right-hander Dave Leonard. The Met bullpen is silent. 3-3 three, three tie on the bottom of the eighth. 2-0. and oh, Low again. Three balls and no strikes. A young man from the state of Iowa who makes his off-season home in recent years in Baltimore. His 3-0 pitch, it's rifled down the middle for strike one. Three balls and one strike. Clendenin is on deck. Both clubs with five hits, both with three runs. Watt on the three and one. Here's a fly ball out to center field, way back in center. Flair is running to the fence. It's off the fence. Jones is headed to second base, will come in standing with a double. It was right under the 396-foot mark, just a little bit to the left of center field. Jones doubles to begin the bottom of the eighth inning off reliever Eddie Watt. The pitch was into his knees, and he rifled it right through the middle of the ballpark and out off the fence in left center. The Mets have the go-ahead run at second base. They bring on Don Clendenin. Clendenin walked in the first, looked at strike three in the fourth, homered with Jones aboard in the sixth inning. Clendenin this time has Jones at second base. Baltimore and New York, a 3-3 tie. 57,000 people going crazy here in New York. Watt stretches and throws. A butt is fouled behind home plate. The Mets' strategy with Clendenin butting is to move Jones to third base and get him home on something through the infield or a fly ball to the outfield. Meanwhile, the two chief men in the Mets' dugout, pitching coach Rube Walker and manager Gil Hodges, seated side by side and just watching everything go on. One strike to Clendenin, out of that deep crowd, with that tall frame, leaning towards the plate. Jones, who just doubled, is off second base, edging into his lead. Clendenin bunts foul back over the screen. Two strikes to Clendenin. Now there's a, a decision to make. The Mets have to decide, do we want Clendenin to bunt on a second strike? If he bunts foul, he's out of there and back to the dugout. Brooks Robinson plays back deep at third. Belanger, the shortstop, is shading a bit to his glove side. 
Eddie Yost, the third base coach, is barking out instructions to Jones. Come on, come on, or stay or go back. Two strikes to Clendenin. What throw? A curve, he swings and he strikes out. No, no, he foul tipped it. He foul tipped it. He got a piece of it, and it popped out of Echeverin's mid and is rolled in front of home plate. So Clendenin will stay alive. He is not banned. takes a little march around the right of the uh, of the mound and now comes back on top into his little office looking to etch it there now looking out to the lead of Jones two strike pitch here's a line drive to right field he's headed for the corner and it is a foul ball called by the right field umpire Jack Crawford there is only 10 feet from the deep foul part of the foul line in right field to a restraining wall. And it bounced foul between that line and that restraining wall. Clendenin came very close to having at least a double. And the Mets at the moment came very close to going ahead by a run. Watt has marched now back of the mound and walks his way back on top. Jones is at second base in the bottom of the eighth inning. Mets three, Orioles three. Clendenin has a light. The look to second by Watt, and he throws. A ground ball slowly down third, charged by Robinson. Jones stays in second. The throw is backhanded in first place by Powell, and Clendenin is retired. Robinson had a charge, a trickler back in the grass. He was playing back deep on Clendenin. He took a quick look to Jones. Jones remained in second, and then Robinson threw hard to Powell's backhand side. Powell reached to the outside part of the bag towards the outfield, stayed at the bag, and Clendenin is out. Now the equally dangerous Ron Svoboda is up. Double activity in the Baltimore bullpen with right-hander Hall and left-hander Rickard. Svoboda has more base hits than any other member of the Mets ball club. He has five hits, including one today. A base hit through the middle and out to center field in the fourth inning off McNally. With one out, Jones is leading off second base. Svoboda waiting. Watt working. Slider. Here's a fly ball. Deep left field. Headed for the fence. And it's on the warning track. Picked up by Buford. On comes Jones to the plate. The throw is late. Going to second base is Svoboda. Just lined a shot right in front of the left field warning track. Buford gave it a backhanded bid but could not get to it. He picked it up on one hop, threw home, but down the third base foul line. Jones has scored. Svoboda on the throw to the plate went to second base. The Nets are leading 4-3. Hit Charles at the ground foul down the third base side. We have not heard the official scoring on Svoboda. At the moment, we assume it is a single to left and a second on the throw home. The Mets ahead 4-3. They've scored two in the sixth, one in the seventh, one more here in the eighth inning. It's one strike to Charles. The stretch and the pitch by Watt backs off Charles. One ball and one strike. 
devoted two base hits today and a big RBI to play Jones from second base. 1-1 to Charles. Brown foul over the head of third base coach Yost. It was 3-0 Baltimore leading until the sixth inning when Clem Denon clouded a two-run homer. It was 3-2 Baltimore leading in the seventh when Weiss tied it up with a leadoff homer. Here in the eighth, a double by Jones, followed by a Clendenin ground out, and then Svoboda, a line base hit to left field to cash Jones with a go-ahead run. One ball, two strikes to Charles. Watts serving, a slider inside. Two balls, two strikes. Mets leading in game five. By a score of four to three. The official scorer has just given Svoboda a two-base hit. He leads at second. Here's a high fly out to left field. Coming on is the left fielder, Buford. Svoboda is not tagging, and Buford makes the catch in straightaway left field. Second out in the next eighth inning. And here's the New York catcher, Jerry Grody. Grody, the pride of San Antonio, Texas. And the pride of the Mets catching corps. Perhaps on this Mets ball club, their most unheralded ball player. Brody is hitless today. He has flied to center, bounced into a force play, and rolled out to short. Svoboda, who doubled over the go-ahead Mets run, is at second base and leading with two out. Watt looks that way. Rose high to Jerry Grody, batting from the right side, ball one. top of the ninth inning will be led off by Frank Robinson and followed by Boo Powell. Watt setting into the belt. 1-0 pitch. Fouled off the mask of catcher Echeverry. Ball one and strike one to Grody. Watt has retreated to the rear of the mound back to the grass to wet up on the hand. I'm sure you're aware that major league rules do not allow pitchers to wet up on the hands while they're actually in the mound area. They must back to the grass or to the side of the mound of the grass. Ball one, strike one to Grody. Svoboda looked over by Watt as he leads off second base. The delivery is lined on one hop on Powell's glove. He recovers, throws to Watt. Watt drops the ball. Svoboda's coming home and scores to make it five to three. Two ground smash to Powell that hit his glove, bounced off his chest. Watt went over to cover first base. Brody beat the throw from Powell to Watt, who dropped the ball. Svoboda dashed to third, kept right on coming home. The Mets are now ahead by two runs. It could be scored as a single and an error. It could be a base hit for uh, for Grody. It could be an error for Watt for dropping the ball and allowing an extra base advance. That's the second time in two games, Bill, that a misplay at first base on a throw has cost. Al Weiss fouls off Watt's first pitch back of the screen.
Weiss, who had that big tie homer in the seventh inning. It is New York 5, Baltimore 3 in the eighth inning. Watts' pitch is fouled again by Weiss back of the plate. The official scorer has charged two errors. One on the misfielding of the ground smash by Powell. Another by the drop of Powell's throw by Watt. An error to Powell, an error to Watt, permitting Svoboda to advance two bases and score from second base. So Grody is at first base, not with a base hit, but with combined errors on Powell and Watt. Two-strike delivery is on the inside corner for called strike three to White. But the Mets get two runs in the eighth inning with two hits, two Baltimore errors, and one left. At the end of eight innings of play in game five, New York five, Baltimore three. Chryslers with new torsion quiet ride are here. Jubilant Shea Stadium in New York with Bill O'Donnell. This is Jim Simpson. Baltimore down by two in the ninth. This could be the last inning of the 1969 World Series. The Orioles need two to tie, but they've got their power coming up in Frank Robinson, Boog Powell, and Brooks Robinson. Now, if the Mets win, who's the most valuable player? And from Sport Magazine, gets that Dodge Challenger. Jerry Kuzman, who'll have won two. Ron Svoboda with more hits than anybody, six including the go-ahead hit here and a game-saving catch yesterday. Raul Weiss, five for ten, who won a game, the second game, with a single and tied this game with a home run. Make your choice, but the game isn't over yet. Baltimore needs two for the ninth. Bill O'Donnell. Frank Robinson begins it off against Southpaw Kuzman. A change curve is outside, ball one. Frank Robinson lined to right in the first inning. Homered over the left center field fence in the third. Looked at strike three in the sixth inning. Robinson at the plate to be followed by Powell and Brooks Robinson. Kuzman serves inside low, two and oh. Now a young New York fan has leaped out of the uh, left, out of the right field area. Marched over the fence, come across the foul line, and come out to uh, shake the hand of first baseman Clendenin. And two Met Stadium security officers now are taking the young man off the field. Right-hander Ron Taylor and left-hander Tug McGraw are throwing in the New York bullpen. Kuzman has two balls, no strikes to Frank Robinson. The Mets are leading in Game 5 of the World Series 5-3. to three after trailing 3-0, going to the sixth inning. 2-0 to Robinson. Inside corner strike to his letter. 
2-1 pitch to Frank Robinson. It's low to make it 3-1. and one. Late in the season at Detroit, the Orioles came back from a 4-1 deficit in the ninth inning to beat the Tigers. 3-1 pitch to Robinson. It is down the middle but high for ball four, and the Orioles will bring up the tie run with Boo Powell. Kuzman has just given up his first walk of the afternoon. Five to three, New York leads. Powell with one base hit coming to the plate. He had a check swing looping base hit out to left field in the sixth inning. Fly deep to left center in the second. Struck out on a Kuzman breaking ball in the third. Clendenin will not hold against Frank Robinson. He'll play back of the bag a couple of steps, and he'll also guard the foul line. Robinson with a short lead. Kuzman giving Robinson a good long look. Now concentrating on Powell. Sidearms him and Powell fouls it back. Strike one. To give Oriole fans uh, some hopes about that comeback in a late season game at Detroit, the Orioles were trailing by a score of 4-1 to one in the ninth inning and got consecutive solo homers by Robinson, Powell, and Brooks Robinson to tie it up, then eventually win it later in the inning. 0-1 pitch, change curve is low. Kuzman tried to get the lunging Powell off balance, and he took the low-breaking ball. Ball one and strike one. Clendenin has backed a little bit deeper at first base, but he is right on the foul line. Robinson watches him over the shoulder and leads. Sidearm, fastball is low outside. Two balls and one strike. A reminder that right-hander Taylor and left-hander McGraw are warming in the New York bullpen. The Orioles batting in the ninth. The Mets are leading 5-3. to three. Two one to Powell. Brown ball slowly to the second baseman. Weiss turns. Throws to second for one out. And that's all they'll get. Frank Robinson left his feet and he went right barreling into the shortstop Harrelson who made the force play at second base but that's the way you play the game he came off his feet barreled into Harrelson gave him a body block to prevent any throw to first base Powell, the runner at first base now will be lifted and Chico Simone will run for Powell one out in the top of the ninth inning after Weiss, the second baseman turned over Powell's ground ball into a force play at second Simone to run for Powell. One out. The batter is Brooks Robinson. Robinson is 0 for 3 today against Kuzman. On two fly balls to the outfield and a ground ball to the shortstop, Harrelson. One on, one out, top of the ninth inning. Pitch to Brooks. Down the middle. That's a strike call. The Orioles have Dave Johnson standing in the on-deck circle. They've got Simone at first base leading and running for Powell. One strike pitch. Curve. Chopped foul to the Oriole dugout. The Mets lead in the World Series three games to one. They lead in game five by a score of five to three. Kuzman staying right around the rubber. Stretches down from the letters and sets at the belt. A curve and here's a fly ball out to medium right field. Svoboda coming in, pounding the glove. There's out number two. All of the Oriole hopes now rest on the shoulders and the batter, second baseman, Dave Johnson.
some reserved seats now downstairs below us all begin to inch towards the box seats and back of the New York dugout. Pitch to Johnson. He's thrown low outside by Kuzman. One ball, no strike. Johnson, the batter, with Echebarron on deck. Clendenin deep on the right side, close to the foul line. Simone's got a good lead. 1-0. and oh. Strike called, knee high. Johnson, one ball and one strike. Jones plays him deep and left. A.G. plays him normal depth and center. One and one. A curve. Outside high. Two balls and one strike. Brody, before he returned the ball to Kuzman, snapped his wrist and more or less telling Kuzman, bring that ball in more on Johnson. Simone having no trouble with the lead. Clendenin is just one good stride in from the outfield grass at first. 2-1 pitch. Fly ball. Deep left field. Jones is back to the fence. Jones is on the warning track. The World Series is over. Jones makes the catch. Jones made the catch on Johnson's deep fly ball. The Mets have won it by a score of 5-3. to three. Met fans are pouring on the field, trying to steal home plate, trying to take the rubber at the mound. Fans pouring from out of the stands all over the playing field. The final score of the fifth and final game of the 1969 World Series is New York 5, Baltimore 3, and we'll be back with a recap of today's highlights in just a minute. Some men have average size hands. Some men have big hands. For men with average hands, Gillette introduces our new adjustable razor with an average size handle. For men with big hands, Gillette introduces our new adjustable razor with a long handle. Both new razors have nine precision settings. Gillette figures a more comfortable razor in your hand means a more comfortable shave. I've got an important message for you about cars, even if you don't drive a car. It's about the anti-pollution team. Phillips 66 gasolines and Tropartic motor oils. By fighting pollution in a car's engine, they help keep pollution out of the air. So you get a better running engine, and we all get cleaner air. Got the message? Now get the anti-pollution team. Only from Phillips 66 where it's performance that counts. Phil O'Donnell with Jim Simpson as the New York Mets have just defeated the Baltimore Orioles in Game 5 of the World Series. Won the 69 World Series, four victories to one, and Met fans are beginning a celebration perhaps like they began on the 24th of September when they defeated the St. Louis Cardinals 6 to nothing, and they had a three-hour celebration here at Shea Stadium. The totals on the ball game, the Mets, five runs, seven hits, no errors. Baltimore, three runs, five hits, and two errors. So let's switch down now to Lindsey Nelson. All right, and here in the clubhouse, it's Bedlam, too, as Mrs. Joan Payson, the principal owner of the New York Mets, is here. Congratulations. <laughs> it's yours, Gil, isn't it? And the commissioner of baseball, Mr. Bowie Kern, is here. Lindsey, this is my most 
proud moment as commissioner. This is my opportunity to present to Mrs. Payson and to Gil Hodges, who are the two most responsible people for this team of destiny, for its accomplishment as world champion. I cannot tell you how proud I am of you, Mrs. Payson, Gil, of you, of your ball players. Every one of them made a contribution to this, every last one of them. And they can be proud of this because in beating the Baltimore Orioles, they beat the best darn ball club around they could beat. And I'm very proud of them. This then goes to the Mets. Roy Kuhn committing the commission now presenting this trophy to Johnny Murphy, the general manager, to Mrs. Payson, and to Gil Hodges. Step up here, Gil. We want to get a good look at you. It's a long step down, isn't it? Beautiful, beautiful. What do you have to say about this? Well, uh, first of all, I would uh, just thank uh, the commissioner uh, for this beautiful trophy and uh, certainly thank my immediate boss, Mr. John Murphy, and uh, just all the New York Mets, uh, Mrs. Payson, Mr. Grant, and all the directors, and certainly all the wonderful players that we had this year that have done such an outstanding job, and we must not forget all the beautiful fans that we had in Shea Stadium all year long. It's just been a great year, and thank God uh, it's over now. It is indeed. John Murphy, the general manager. Well, Lindsay, this is the happiest day of my life. I think Gil, Gil did a great job for us. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you very much for presenting the trophy, and I think we'd better remove this to a safer place with a little help, because we're going to have a few things going up here. Here is... Just just behind you, Commissioner, is Don Graff, the chairman of the board. Thank you very much. Thank our fans. We've been very lucky, and we thank the man up above. You Don, what, what is that dripping off of you, Don? That's a little champagne. I get it in my ear, but never in my mouth. <laughs> and the president of the National League, Mr. Warren Giles, who will be retiring after this season. Warren, you picked a great season to go out on. This is the greatest thing that's happened to baseball, the greatest thing that's happened to the National League, and the greatest thing that's happened to me. Wonderful. 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 And you sound like you really believe it. And here's Mrs. Gil Hodges. Hello, Joan. She was here. He was here. See, oh, I just can't believe it. It's been a year of miracles, and it's marvelous. Really, really It marvelous. is indeed. And Herb Walker, the executive vice president. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Nelsie. And now we're going to try to get some of the Mets up here. Here we are, Jerry Kuzman, right behind me. Jerry, tell me, tell me first about that double that you ripped out there early in the ball. Oh, you really hit, Kuzi. I always told him I was a hitter, Lindsay. <laughs> You've been saying that in Jerry Grody right there. Yes, sir. He can do it all, Lindsay. He can do it all. And uh, and right, right here behind us. Yes, sir. It's Mister. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was going to say happy birthday to Mr. Payson. <laughs> let's get Don. Let's get Don Clendenin up here. Don, what did you what did you hit on the two two pitch? I think it was a slide. I'm not sure. It's not a curveball. Didn't really care, did you? No, I didn't really care. Don, you had a great World Series. Thank you very much. I uh, would like to have done better. But like I, I told everybody from the very inception that we're a great ball club. We proved it. Baltimore was overconfident, but we proved that we're a great ball club. I think Mr. Mr. Payson has something to say to you. I have this to Thank you, sir. I have this to say to the whole team. Today happens to be my birthday, and who could have a better birthday present than these boys gave me today? Quite a present. It is indeed. <laughs> Don, when you came
came down from Montreal, people were wondering how long you were going to continue to play baseball. What do you say now? The season's over. Well, I have a two-year contract. I will honor my contractual obligations. And uh, I will play as long as I think New York can need my services, as long as I can do an adequate major league job. Certainly, we'll be looking forward to seeing you next season when we start all over. Don Clendenna. Let's get Tom Seaver over here. Tommy, got to be a big thrill. Oh, the biggest ever. I tell you, that you believe in this? Look at my one of my bobos right hey, here. Man, it's Leon Jones. Beautiful. Leon Jones. Beautiful. Just ripped that one pretty good there oh. off the wall out in left center. Well, Lindsay, uh, this is the same ball club that been blown on the same field with the Baltimore Orioles, but we beat them. We showed them what we had, to, what type of ball club we had been all year. And we, we, we're, we're number one. They we're thought they were going to run us right off the field, and we come to play. This is a right. club that played the way, this way all year long. We came from behind. We did it today, and you can't say too much for this. Now, tell me. I want to ask both of you. Tell me now. Tell me sincerely, because I want to ask you this question. You're down three runs. What kind of feeling did you have at that time about your prospects of winning the ball game? We built it up all year long. It's been like that, Lindsay. No matter what happened, no matter where we were, we were down 6 nothing, and Pittsburgh came back and won that ball game because we never put our heads between our legs, and we always fought, and it's the greatest feeling in the world. Well, Lindsay, we're, we're the type of ball club that uh, has scored late all through all during the year. We never give up. Uh, never. This is why we're here. Never. We, we get behind three or four runs in the late latter part of the ball game, we come back. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. We both had a great year. We'll be back here in a moment. Again, the final score was the Mets 5, the Orioles 3. In a moment, we'll continue to review the events of today's game. Tommy Agee here, Ron Swoboda, Cleon Jones, and the mayor of the city of New York is about to make an entry here. Mayor Lindsay's coming up. What do you have to say to the Mets, Mayor? Oh, it's going to be the biggest celebration New York ever saw. <laughs> We're proud of you. What a lovely team. What did, what did the New York Mets in this summer mean to the city of New York? Gave us the biggest lift that we've had in a thousand years. Beautiful job. How long are you going to give them a day Monday? It's going to be a big day on Monday. Big celebration in the whole city. The biggest, biggest you ever saw. It's going to be tremendous. The mayor of New York saying that Monday's going to be sort of a Met day here in New York. So get all ready for it. Did you enjoy the ball game? It's the best game I ever saw in my life. Never been happier. Marvelous. Mayor Lindsay of the city of New York. Tommy, you had a marvelous year and a marvelous World Series. Thank you very much, Lindsay. We were kind of up for the series. We knew we could beat Baltimore. And when they were talking so much, they gave it that much incentive to win. They were talking so much, they forgot to play. 
Right. Ron Swoboda was the last base hit, the biggest one you ever got in your life. Well, we've come so far so fast, I I think nothing nothing can really be said. You know it, Lindsay. You know it, because it brought us here. It was only one of the things. There were so many things. Ron, you find you got the magic glove back. You got it all back. You can pick it. Who's me? You can pick it. Can he pick it? There's my buddy. There he is. Rod Gasper with a little uh, a little something for the mayor here. And he's got to return the favor. It's fair enough. Come on in, Charles. Ed, oh, Ed Charles. Come up here. Let's get the glider up here. Ed, you've been in professional baseball. We're number one, Lindsay. It's a wonderful feeling. Wonderful feeling. And you were saying back in August when October rolls around. When October rolls around, the mess will wear the crown. East side, west side. How about that, huh? Lindsay, what did I say? I said he went four straight, didn't I? That's what four you... straight, and we well, did it. Well, you won four straight after you lost that first one. That's true. Buddy Harrelson over here. But... Bud, you had a great, great World Series and a great season. Thank you very much. I think it was a team effort today as it has been all year. Once or twice, one individual would stand out. But overall, I think today was an example of our game, of a team effort, and fighting back, never quitting on the bench. And just a great year, a great team, and I'm glad to be here. Are you staying in New York now for the winter? Yes, I live here in New York, and uh, I'm looking forward to this World Series rubbing off financially. The mighty might who suddenly found all the power in the world. What is it? I just trying to hit a single that time. You lead off hit. I just trying to hit a single and well, it just really? went out. Well, how is it now? You hit a home run off McNally once some years ago. Yeah, I got him in my book twice now, and this is the biggest <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be a great, great thrill. Oh, I, I can't explain what was happening to me going around the bases. I just, you was so overjoyed. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't keep a straight face. You know, I, I don't know what I did. You know, a lot of things were happening to a lot of people about that time. Oh, it's, it's really great. You know, the whole team is just a, a great team effort, and it's uh, been a, a wonderful year. All right, we're here. In the dressing room. And before leaving, let us pay another tribute, and many more will be made before October is over. The manager, Gil Hodges, who a year ago in Atlanta, Georgia, suffered a heart attack, sat out the rest of the season, came on back to manage the amazing Mets this year to 100 victories. Gil Hodges, starting out against the left-handers of Baltimore, Cuellar and McNally, was criticized somewhat for starting his right-handed lineup. Not the lineup that had swept the series from the Atlanta Braves with his left-handed power hitters of Art Chansky and the hot-hitting Ken Boswell. Instead, he went with Charles at third base, Weiss at second, Clendenin at first, and Swoboda in right field. It was said then for Gil Hodges and his gamble to pay off. Clendenin would have to hit, and so would Swoboda. While Clendenin hit enough home runs free to win the Outstanding Player Award, and Ron Svoboda contributed that diving catch yesterday of the drive off the bat of Brooks Robinson and also had more hits than anybody else in the World Series. The Baltimore Orioles ran away with Eastern Division pennant and then the league championship with three straight over Minnesota. And the New York Mets took them in five games, four to one, winning today five to three. For New York, it has been a wonderful year. And for Baltimore, wait till 1970.